You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on kpel965.com. 32. This is America in the Morning. It's 4 till. Today in entertainment news, Miley Cyrus gets sober. That and more with correspondent David Daniel on the Hollywood Minute. Why are you here? Because crushing the last piece of hope in your eyes really gets me off. It's good to see you. Yeah. You look fat. <laughs> Steve Carell and Rose Byrne play rival political consultants in Irresistible. Her first scene in the film was memorable. That was my first day, is what it was. It was my first day, my first scene. I just met Steve an hour earlier. So I, I talk about nervous. Gen Z singer-songwriter Kenzie has debuted Exhale with guest vocals by Sia and a quarantine video featuring home shot content of the 16-year-old performer and her friends. The clip racked up half a million views within hours of its debut. Miley Cyrus says she's been sober for six months. The singer, who's been open about her marijuana use in the past, tells Variety her sobriety began when she had vocal cord surgery and wasn't allowed to talk for four weeks, which prepared me for the stillness. She adds that she loves waking up 100%, 100% of the time. I don't want to wake up feeling groggy. I want to wake up feeling ready. In Hollywood, I'm David Daniel. It's three till. Correspondent Stefan Kaufman says some folks are getting out of the house in a safe way in an RV. Americans eager to hit the road during the pandemic are fueling a boom in RV sales and travel, and that includes bookings at RV campgrounds. You can self-isolate with your family, you're sleeping in your own bed, using your own utensils, you're enjoying the outdoors, and you can socially distance in campgrounds. Phil Ingracia, president of the National RV Dealers Association, says the rush to recreational vehicles has created a shortage of available units to purchase or rent. Inventories are depleted with the demand we've had in May and into June here. I do know that the manufacturers, many of them based in Indiana, are working feverishly to refill the pipeline. And Gracia says he's hearing the same story from dealers nationwide. His inventory today is a third of what it was a year ago. He's getting units in on a regular basis, but they're being snapped up right away. He adds that with the popularity of SUVs and pickups. Ideal tow vehicles are parked right outside, and low gas prices are just adding to the appeal. I'm Stefan Kaufman. And unlike home, at least with your RV, if you don't like your neighbors, you can move. For Friday, June 26th, 2020, America in the Morning is produced by Tom DeLac, our senior producer, Kevin Delaney. I'm John Trout, Westwood One News. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to start foraging wild berries. I was skeptical, but these are actually pretty good. You don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. 
Today we decided to walk to school. The light counted. 15, 14, 31, I mean 13. We took a left on Carroll Street. Danny's smart, but he gets distracted. I realized he forgot his homework. I hope I don't have another bad day at school. When you can see learning and attention issues from their side, you can be on their side. That's why there's understood.org, a free resource for the parents of the one in five kids with learning and attention issues. Go from misunderstanding to understood.org. Brought to you by Understood and the Ad Council. Get the free KPL News app in the App Store and Google Play. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Brobridge. Lafayette. Another attempt to get rid of Obamacare. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News, and Republicans hope it's done by court order. Fox's Rachel Sutherland has more live. Dave, in a Supreme Court filing, the Trump administration said the Affordable Care Act is unconstitutional and must fall. Speaking in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, ahead of the filing, presumptive Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden accused President Trump of trying to rip health care away from people during a pandemic. If he succeeds... More than 23 million Americans will lose their coverage overnight, including nearly a million Pennsylvanians. The Justice Department argues Obamacare became unconstitutional after Congress passed a tax legislation that eliminated penalties for not having health insurance. Dave? Rachel, the new Fox poll gives Joe Biden a nine-point lead in Florida and a one-to-two-point edge in Georgia, North Carolina, and Texas. But President Trump is once again saying there's something wrong with his Democratic challenger. After Biden misspoke, saying 124 million Americans have died from the coronavirus, it's actually 124,000. And President Trump says that he feels sorry for Biden. However, the presidency of the United States, and it's just not acceptable. Now, the president has also told Fox's Hannity that he's still upset over statues and monuments the protesters have taken down. These people are vandals, but they're agitators, but they're really they're terrorists in a sense. The president says he would veto the policing reform bill that the House passed last night. America is burning. And my colleagues can't see it. Democratic Congressman Cedric Richmond, three Republicans joined them supporting the bill, not Chip Roy, who said they should just sit around the table and figure it out instead of litigating this in the press, taking shots across the Capitol Dome. America's listening to Fox News. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. 
Congress may do something today it never has before. D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton does not have a full vote in Congress. Legislation she has introduced would change that and also give the 700,000 residents of D.C. two senators. To ensure that the citizens of your nation's capital are on their way to achieving equality with other Americans. Previous efforts to make D.C. the 51st state have failed, and even after a House vote, prospects are dim in the Republican-led Senate. And President Trump has issued a veto threat, questioning previously on Twitter why Republicans would want to give Democrats automatic seats. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. There's a new report showing a big spike in sexual abuse allegations against priests. U.S. Roman Catholic bishops issued the report showing 4,434 allegations against clergy in 2019, tripling the more than 1,400 cases the prior year. Nearly $300 million was paid out on cases last year and from previous years. Of the 2019 cases, more than 1,000 against priests were substantiated. Fox's Grinnell Scott on Wall Street stock futures are mixed the day after the Dow surged up about 300 points. The Kentucky Derby is typically in May in the first of the Triple Crown horse races. Not this year. It'll be in September and fans can go. Churchill Downs President Kevin Flannery delivering the news Thursday. Uh, happy to announce that we are going to conduct Derby Week with fans. A limited amount of spectators will be able to watch the Kentucky Derby in what will be the second leg of horse racing's Triple Crown this year as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. It's going to be a different experience. This is a different year. Churchill Downs will reduce capacity for the Derby on September 5th with fans consistently and frequently encouraged to wear masks at all times and to practice social distancing when possible. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. Tis the law won the Belmont Stakes. I'm Dave Anthony and this is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Good morning, I'm Rob Kirkpatrick on Acadiana's Morning News. High today, 86 degrees. And remember, if you already have breathing trouble, that Saharan dust has arrived. Look for vivid sunrises, vivid sunsets. But if you are already at risk with breathing troubles, make sure to wear a mask outside. The trend of higher COVID-19 case counts and increased hospitalizations continues with 938 new positive tests reported. Also, 22 additional hospitalizations across the state. You can find the latest numbers at kpel965.com right now and every day at noon. New superintendent of schools, Cade Brumley, unveils the guidelines schools will be operating under as students return in August. Matt Doyle has the story. Brumley says face coverings for everyone in grade three and above will be mandatory as long as they're on school grounds. Individual school systems will, you know, be responsible for enforcing that. And in phase one and two, we're asking that we refrain from contact and high-risk sports. But in phase three, contact and high-risk sports are allowable within defined groups. He adds students will be temperature checked every day upon entry and anyone found to be running a fever will be immediately quarantined. I'm Matt Doyle. COVID-19 is impacting summer travel. The AAA travel forecast shows Americans will take 700 trips. That's down nearly 15% compared to last July through September. Driving sees the smallest decrease in travel volume, down 3.6% over the year. AAA spokesman Don Redmond says the other transportation methods are also taking a much worse hit. We're expecting a difference of almost 77% fewer people flying this summer than the previous year. And even harder hit are the cruises. So cruise ships, rail, and bus travel down by 86% year over year. 
Regionally, 98% of travelers are choosing to drive, and Redmond adds they're choosing closer locations to go. A lot of AAA members in Louisiana are I in Tennessee and Arkansas, some of the favorite destinations. Look at state parks. While summer gas prices haven't been this low since 2016, Redmond says it's not enough to spur travel right now. It's the stated economy that determines how people drive more so than price of fuel. However, on this year is very unique because it's not only the economy, but it's also health concerns. It's keeping people off the roads. Redmond says last time the AAA travel forecast showed a dip 2009 following the 2008 recession. Lafayette police say the FBI is now involved and they sought the opinion of the DA's office in the stabbing investigation of Holden White this week. The FBI is also assisting in the investigation as family members of White are calling for hate crime charges to be filed against the suspect, Chance Seneca. They say White was targeted for being gay. The Lafayette Police Department says they don't have the evidence to prove a hate crime was committed at this time. Seneca was arrested for attempted second-degree murder as White is listed in critical condition. State workers will not be getting their scheduled pay increases if the budget remains in its current form. Senate's Finance Committee members agreed to pause the raises and reconsider them later this year, citing concern over the optics of giving state workers a pay raise while so many private sector employees have lost their jobs. A resolution by Baton Rouge Senator Cleo Fields to establish a task force to study policing policy, well, it gained final passage. It removed previous language about George Floyd and racial profiling by police. Luke Bryan at the Cajun Dome will not happen. The singer released the newly scheduled dates for his Proud to Be Here tour, and Lafayette is off the list. The Cajun Dome says refunds will be handled the same way as refunds for rescheduled shows. You can contact the Cajun Dome at 265-2100 or at CajunDome.com. A Lafayette man faces up to 10 years in prison after pleading guilty to possession of a firearm by a felon. In December 2018, Lafayette police officers were dispatched to a vehicle burglary in progress. Officers located the burglary suspect, Patrick Como, in a separate vehicle at a Lafayette apartment complex. When Como tried to get away, he crashed into an officer's unit. Saints safety Malcolm Jenkins said on CNN yesterday that football is a non-essential business and the coronavirus risk would have to be eliminated for him to feel comfortable playing this season. Jenkins says he also doesn't want to put his parents at risks of getting sick if they come to see him play. Louisiana's first harvested batch of industrial hemp gets the green light to move forward with processing. Here's Kevin Barnhart. And Commissioner Mike Strain says it's a great day for Louisiana agriculture. Very excited that the first crop of hemp has been harvested under the law within two weeks of harvest. We have to do a THC level, and it was below the maximum legal limit. Across the country, there has been widespread crop failure because of excessive amounts of THC. Strain says next, the hemp will be dried, and a processing facility will extract CBD products. And then that will be made available for sale either here in Louisiana or anywhere else in America. I'm Kevin Barnhart. And finally, Shreveport Republican Alan Sebaugh is once again pushing his petition to end Louisiana's state of emergency because of COVID-19. Sebaugh needs the support of 53 more lawmakers in the House and says that mitigation restrictions have been extended too long. It's affecting churches, it's affecting businesses, and quite frankly, it's gone on long enough. Y'all all know about my petition. If you haven't signed, I've got some at my desk. We're relatively close to having 53. While it is unclear if Sebaugh has enough backing, Rose Pine Republican Charles Owen is among those showing support for the measure, and he believes lawmakers need more input on the decision-making of advancing the state in reopening.
If the governor is going to keep going forward, he can go forward much better if he will include us in these decisions and we will be involved in it and we will know about it ahead of time. Louisiana has seen over 53,000 COVID-19 cases and 3,000 fatalities. Baton Rouge Democrat Denise Marcel opposes the movement, saying it's just not a good idea. Yes, all of us want our businesses to prosper. Do we want people to die, though, at the hands of COVID? Do we want to risk people's lives? Marcel applauds the governor's decision-making and feels sacrificing human life is not worth it for a quicker economic recovery. I want to thank the governor for taking small steps to protect all of us, each and every one of us in this room and our families. I value them more than I do keeping a business open. Now we'll check your forecast with Daniel Phillips in the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab. Having a tough time getting these clouds to clear out. It does look like these clouds probably going to be sticking around through the majority of the day today. From time to time, going to be producing a shower or two. We'll keep those rain chances going at about a 30% uh, chance on the day today. As we go into tomorrow, we'll see a few more showers. We'll go at about 50% for the rest of the weekend. Highs are going to be getting into the upper 80s. We'll set at about 88 degrees by the end of the day today. We've got uh, some of that African dust in the area as well. So it is going to be a little bit on the hazy side. And when the clouds do break, it's not going to look too sunny out there. Again, staying very hazy with all of that dust. Lows tonight drop down into the mid-70s. We're warming up through the rest of the weekend. By the time we get to Monday, we'll start to see the weather pattern shifting back into a more normal pattern for this time of year. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5. You're listening to American Ground Radio's Morning Minute. Republicans in the Louisiana House are trying to override Governor John Bell Edwards' COVID-19 lockdown. And again, it's Shreveport Republican Alan Seaball who's pushing his petition to end Louisiana's state of emergency because of COVID-19. He says, look, it's affecting churches and businesses and it's gone on long enough. Look, folks, Unemployment is only going to rise the longer we're shut down, but it's not the virus causing unemployment to rise. It's the government's response. Yes, the virus has killed too many Americans, but the shutdown has killed too many American businesses. And the longer the lockdown goes, the fewer businesses will remain. American Ground Radio, where building a better America begins with building a better us. Return each Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. with Louis R. Abalone and Stephen Paul on News Talk 96.5 KPL and streaming live at KPL96.5.com. Hey, everyone. You know, let's all stop what we're doing right now and take a moment. That felt good, huh? Just like that, we had a nice, special sort of moment together. Of course, they don't all need to be quiet moments to be special. They could be loud moments, goofy moments, sporty moments, dorky moments. Moments where we talk or walk or just hang out. It doesn't really matter. They all count. Because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. (laughs) Sounds like somebody agrees. So let's take a moment to make a moment today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
Good morning. It is 617. Welcome into Acadiana's Morning News. Rob Kirkpatrick here with you. It's Friday, June 26, 2020, and the Saharan dust has arrived, as Daniel Phillips had in his forecast. If you already have breathing problems, this could make it worse. So just be aware as you're out and about and moving around. A big show for you today. Uh, coming up, we're going to be talking about the games of Acadiana. Uh, they are, just like everyone else, having to adapt for sort of what is going to be happening this fall. Registration now open for the 2020 Miles Pride Cancer Services Triathlon. Um, and obviously, all these supporting the great work of Miles Pride Cancer Services. So we're going to talk to Sherry Hernandez coming up. Also, Bernie's conversation with Councilmember Liz Webb Abair about what's going on right now in the community. Questions taxpayers have. We're going to air that interview coming up. Um, the rustic renegade, Caleb Morse himself, will be in studio. Um, you may have seen if you've, if you've watched our Facebook lives. Back when Corona first started, I really gave a beard a real try. I gave it a real chance. I let it. Let it work itself out. And then, you know, I found myself, I kept looking at myself in the mirror and catching a glimpse of myself. And I'm like, who's that guy following me around, you know? So Caleb says he has the answer for me about how to make this doable. And we'll we'll share it. Maybe even do a little Facebook Live demo um, a little bit later on this morning. So um, that's coming up. Also, um, isolation, the elderly, COVID-19, long-term care, it is you know, a portion of the population we've been talking about a lot because of where many of these outbreaks of COVID-19 have happened in extended care situations, nursing homes, uh, retirement living. And um, there's a different side about this, and, and that goes for the patients who don't end up with this um, virus, thankfully. Um, there's a, a big part of isolation that comes with it, and the effects of that can be detrimental so uh, we have the Alzheimer's Association of America a rep on, and we're going to start talking about that and, and really what that means for folks here in our area. Um, all that and more coming up on Acadiana's Morning News, but we'll get Sherry Hernandez on the line first from Games of Acadiana and talk about the Miles Pratt Cancer Services Triathlon that is coming up. So all that and more just ahead on Acadiana's Morning News. News Talk 96.5. Depend on it. Lawyers. Welcome back to Acadiana's Morning News. It is 623, and you know throughout this whole process, we have wanted to talk about the great things going on in our community. Miles Pride Cancer Services is one of those that, you know, has been in operation for so long, raising money for, you know, everything. And, and you know, Sherry, I think that's one of the great things about the organization. Uh, by the way, Sherry Hernandez joins us on the phone. Sherry, I just, I feel like, you know, a lot of times money is raised for research specifically, um, and that is an important part of it, but we often have to think about the the struggles that folks battling cancer have day to day, transportation to appointments, just sometimes someone to just guide them through the process, and that's that's what Miles Pride Cancer Services does. I want to talk a little bit about that first, and then talk about a great event you guys have coming up. So so tell us what you do and where fundraising and dollars go to to help in this community. So we are a nonprofit organization that provides programs and services to local families that have been diagnosed with cancer. Um, and that covers everything um, from transportation assistance, as you mentioned, to and from appointments, um, prescription assistance, medical supplies, nutritional supplements, um, really anything that someone 
would need after a cancer diagnosis. We're really there to fill in the gaps and help them along their journey. Um, and all of the services and programs that we provide are always free of charge. So no cost to the patient. Um, we just want to be there to help them along their journey in the best way possible. All right. So let's talk about the triathlon. It is coming up. You know, it's there are so many different things that we can't do or we don't know when we're going to be able to do them again. But this is one of those things where, where people can really spread out and you can keep people safe. Uh, give us the details on, on the event that's coming up. So all of our fundraising um, for our services come directly from the community. And most of those come from um, events that we have, including our annual triathlon. So this is what's known as a mini tri. Um, it's a 200-yard swim, eight-mile bike, and two-mile run. So it's really perfect for anyone, whether they're an experienced athlete or just you know, kind of dabbling in something new, just looking for something different. Um, this year, the try is scheduled for Saturday, August 15th. Um, it takes place at Bourgeois Hall. So we use the pool there and then the run and bike is down um, Cajun Dome Boulevard. So all in a, you know, close to campus, close area in the center of town. And all the proceeds from the event um, benefit Miles Perrette. So um, we have about 350 spots available. So um, we recommend early registration, but it's just you know, a fun event every year. It's good for everyone to, to come out and kind of, you know, get some get some exercise and then while supporting a great cause. And that's what we all need right now is something good to do to distract us from all the craziness in the world. And this is the perfect opportunity. Where can people go to find out more information and, and sign up and everything like that? So they can visit our website at milesparet.org and um, they can sign up there, get more information. And also one of the neat things this year, you know, there probably were going to be a few individuals who were not comfortable um, still getting in a large group. So we're offering a virtual duathlon this year as well, um, which is, um, you know, a, a one-mile run, eight-mile bike, and two-mile run. And so individuals can actually participate on their own in their own time, August 13th to 15th, and then submit their time to us. So we have options for um, everyone, and all that information can be found on our website. Pretty cool. Sherry Hernandez from Hallsbrook Cancer Services. Thanks so much for what you do. We appreciate it. And we'll send people over to your website to sign up. Good luck. Thank you. All right. It is 627 now at News Talk 96.5 KPL. That's Saharan Dust. Uh, it's cloudy this morning, so I don't know that we will see the, the quote-unquote vivid sunrise that we've been talking about. But sunset for sure. Um, a little bit less rain today that we, that we have had. Um, but it's going to be hazy all day long today. So uh, we'll keep you up to date, of course, here on the news updates here at KPEL. But if you do already have the breathing problems, another warning that you could continue to have breathing problems uh, once the Saharan dust settles in. Looks like tomorrow will be also hazy showers and storms, an uptick a little bit. Tropics remain quiet thanks to that Saharan dust, which is always good. All right, 627 now. Your headlines making news around the country this morning. That's coming up right here in Acadiana's Morning News. Phone lines are open. Call the show at 232-1542. 232-1542. Then listen live anytime with the free KPL News app. Free in the App Store or Google Play. It's the bottom of the hour. Now the top stories from KPL965.com. Now news making headlines around the country as cases of COVID-19 spike across more than half of the United States. A number of states are drawing back efforts to reopen their economies. The virus is hitting southern states particularly hard right now. The record daily numbers of cases reported in several states. 
Some places in the middle of a phased reopening are keeping businesses open with limited capacity. In other areas, businesses like bars and gyms that were set to reopen will now have to wait. As of today, Texas, Louisiana, North Carolina, Nevada, Maine, Oregon, and Idaho all dialing back or putting reopenings on hold. President Trump is calling protesters who tear down statues terrorists. The president spoke at a Fox News town hall last night and responded to an audience question about protesters in Wisconsin. Two statues were torn down by protesters this week outside the Wisconsin state capitol. Trump vowed that at some point there would be retribution and said that protesters were terrorists in a sense. He also called for prison time for those who tear down monuments. And this morning, folks who watched that town hall say the president seemed a bit discouraged about the upcoming November election. Here's Fox News's Jill Nato. President Trump was on Fox's Hannity Thursday night for a special town hall fielding questions about mail-in voting, riots, and attacking Democrats for, in his words, destroying our country. But he also sounded a bit pessimistic about the election, complaining about presumptive Democratic nominee Joe Biden. The man can't speak, and he's going to be your president because some people... Don't love me, maybe. Meanwhile, Biden blasted the president's response to the pandemic Thursday to a Pennsylvania crowd. It's like a child who can't believe this has happened to him. The latest Fox News poll has Biden up over the president by double digits. Jill Nato, Fox News. And Jill Nato also reporting this morning on the future of Obamacare and what that could look like. The Trump administration's asking the Supreme Court to overturn the Affordable Care Act. In a late-night filing, the Justice Department argues Obamacare became unconstitutional after Congress passed legislation that eliminated fines for not having health insurance. But the push comes during the pandemic, when as many as 27 million people are estimated to have lost job-based health insurance due to layoffs. Former Vice President Joe Biden on a campaign swing in Pennsylvania telling a crowd Thursday... We should be thinking about health care, not as a privilege, but as a basic right. No word yet on when the high court may take up the case. In Washington, Jill Nato, Fox News. The House is set to vote today on a bill making Washington, D.C. an actual state. During a Capitol briefing yesterday, Majority Leader Steny Hoyer argued that D.C. statehood should not even be a question. The district has no voting representation in Congress. Hoyer said the rights of Americans who live in the nation's capital are being violated every day. More than 700,000 people live in Washington, D.C. The statehood bill has virtually no chance of being approved by the Republican-led Senate, as everything is on hold right now over there. A government watchdog group says the CDC hurt efforts to track coronavirus infections, making it harder for the nation to safely reopen. The Government Accountability Office criticized the agency for incomplete and inconsistent data, a delay in response to the virus, and also shortages in testing supplies and protective equipment. More than 122,000 Americans have died from COVID-19 complications. Another country music group changing its name to remove a controversial slavery-era reference, the Dixie Chicks. They have changed their name to The Chicks on social media and their website, the Texas band has not issued a statement on the change, but uh, feature a quote on their website saying they wanted to, quote, meet this moment. Lady Antebellum recently renamed themselves to Lady A this month for the same reason. Costco's free samples are back, but in a whole new way. It's the age of coronavirus, and they're now packaged and kept behind plexiglass shields. 
At least 30 stores have them so far. The retail giant stopped serving samples in March to avoid spreading coronavirus. Now we'll check your forecasts, including what the Saharan dust means for you. Mostly cloudy skies across Acadiana today. And when you don't have the cloud cover, it's going to be a little bit on the hazy side. All that African dust we've been talking about worked its way into the area. And we'll be seeing it stick around with us through the day today. 30% on your rain chances. We're going to take those highs up to around 88 degrees. With your lows tonight down in the mid-70s. Winds coming from the south at about 10 miles an hour. Pretty similar looking forecast headed into tomorrow and Sunday. Both days are going to have a 50% chance for showers throughout the course of the weekend. Back to a more normal summer pattern next week. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. This portion of Acadiana's Morning News is brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard with your FICO credit score, even if you're not a customer. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. And getting the all clear on the roads of Acadiana. Thank goodness on this Friday morning, the interstates all look good this morning. This traffic report is brought to you by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. The FDA recommends sunscreen with a 15 or higher SPF. And look for broad spectrum on the label. Having both means healthy fun in the sun. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Coming up on the show, Bernie's conversation with Lafayette Council member Liz Webb Hebert on the issues affecting you this morning. Going to another weekend and the end of another month. Coming up. chance to, to catch up with you and you know talk about everything taxpayers wonder about all the time things that they ask us about you know one of the things that i think you've done an excellent job of is being able to update people on road projects um within your district and even okay so you move but your district changed a little bit and that's still at the forefront uh, for you is that because you get an awful lot of feedback from people? Do they call and ask you questions constantly about road work? Yeah, absolutely. But that's what I want. That's why I ran was to be a resource someone can call, whether I'm in their district or not, and they know who to contact, you know? So uh, so that's why I do it. So what do you think for you right now? I was talking in the last hour with uh, Dr. Holly Bofi with the Board of Elementary and Secondary Education, talking about the Louisiana Department of Education. They came out with their guidance. And I mean, obviously, there are some parts of the guidance for starting school again in the fall that are mandates. And, it, you know, a lot of it has to do with, okay, so we can, if we're in phase two, we can only have 50% occupancy. Now, hopefully, by the fall, or what we, you know, (laughs) term back to school, Uh, Hopefully we'd be in phase three, but either way, we're definitely going to face some challenges and our roadways, my goodness, are going to be super congested because they're not going to be able to fill Mm -hmm. the buses up. Thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, I think we're all kind of uh, learning as we go. This is not something that in any community is used to dealing with and we don't have a crystal ball to know what the future looks like. So, uh, you know, we've, I use the example of hurricanes as we all know how to handle a hurricane. We've had plenty of practice. We know what to do, not to do, best practices. But for something like this, we're all just from the, the federal to the local level trying to figure out what the best thing is to do. Uh, I just, like you said, telling everybody to be careful and be patient. We're all going through the same struggle. Yeah, and, and we are. Now, 
if someone has lost their job or if a business, a small business, has been impacted by everything that is going on, we know there's been a lot of federal money. So much of that got promised to different areas. But there were a lot of people also with businesses, they just didn't qualify. So are there things, relief that might be out there for them? Absolutely. So if, if people recall, the city and parish council just allocated $850,000 to support local businesses in the Lafayette Business Recovery Program. But in addition to that, Lafayette Economic Development Authority generously donated additional monies into that pot for qualifying businesses or um you know, independent contractors, musicians, artists, barbers, barbers, hairstylists, you name it. So they're encouraging everyone to apply, even if you don't think you qualify. If you're a business owner or work for yourself, please, please, please contact Lafayette Economic Development Authority. And you can either call by calling 311, option two, or call 337-769-4090. Nine zero Monday through Friday, 10 to 2. And uh, mm -hmm. if you're calling after hours, leave a message. But please, even again, even if you don't think you qualify, please apply. Yeah. They will help you find resources. Councilwoman Liz Webb-Abear is joining us on Up Close this afternoon. I can only about imagine the desperation that must be going on for some of these business owners because you just... Nobody knows even what tomorrow brings. You know, everything was looking good. Then cases are bumping back up again. And a lot of people are just wanting to be free to do what they need to do to keep their businesses. Absolutely. You know, and I think this is Lafayette has always been a generous community, want to support local mm. and shop local. And I think now more than ever is it important for us to, whether it's buy a gift card from a restaurant now or support a local artist or whatever we can do as neighbors to help each other out. Because like you said, everything is changing. And just when we think we see things getting back to normal, uh, it changes again. So just being patient wear your mask, wash your hands, just practice social distancing, just, just follow the rules so that way we can get back to normal sooner. Yeah, that's exactly it. Boy, the mask thing has gotten such craziness surrounding it. It's a very hot button issue, but you know, we talked to Dr. Tina Stefanski earlier this week and she just said, look, you know, it there, you know, your nose, your mouth, all that stuff, stuff comes out of there. You know, yes, there was some, you know, they went back and forth in the beginning, you know, but her thing is, is look, as of this week, you know, what they are telling people is the same they were saying last week, which is you might have something and feel great, not even know it. Don't spread your germs. Mm -hmm. Just wear the mask. Yeah, you know, it's, I think it's something simple that each one of us can do. Of course, we're not used to doing it, so you may forget and and so I think some of the shaming we're seeing out there is, is unnecessary as well, because you don't know if someone just forgot a mask at home this one time and they're running in somewhere real quick. So I think just all of us working together and being respectful of each other and the social distancing spacing can go a long way in that too. Oh, I definitely think um, with, without a doubt, that certainly can. And look, I mean, everybody can still have their opinion and, and not do it. Of and course. that's okay too, you know? Absolutely. I just don't want to. Um, I, I just don't want to spread my germs to anybody. But I have to tell you, 
I don't really go anywhere. So um, well, I'm one of those that, people. That's sure, too. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, my, my parents are high risk because of their age. And so they're just choosing to stay, remain home and stay away. And uh, so, you know, that's that's certainly option, too, is that if you're scared, don't don't go around other people. Don't go to restaurants. Stay home and, and take care of yourself as well. The response to COVID-19 for you as a council person, describe that considering what your life might have been like maybe even a year ago? I mean, it must be so dramatically different. Or is it? it it's, it's, you know, uh, it's definitely different in that we, we're all trying to figure out what's going to happen next without having our crystal balls handy. Uh, people are looking to local, to state, to federal to find out what to do, how to maneuver this. Uh, none of us, when we got sworn in in January, anticipated this national pandemic coming a part of our first three months of office. But uh, I think we're all just kind of taking it in stride. It, um, I already work from home. So, and we, and my husband and I don't have kids, so we don't have kids at home. <laughs> uh, so, you know, as far as our day to day, I don't know how much it's changed, but I'm definitely as a social creature ready to get out and eat out at restaurants and and see friends, you know, but for now, we're just staying closer to home. Us too, for the most part, but I have to tell you, I don't know how I've managed to do it, okay? Um, I have, I think I might be the only one. I did manage <laughs> to continue to lose weight during this entire process, yes. Congratulations. But, and you'll be proud on this part too, we did and we still do as often as possible. There's so many great options out there that are... Good for you. Options from your favorite places. We tried. Trust me. I um, I can cook now, which is a massive achievement for me in 2020. I think it's the only thing in 2020 that's been good. But why not have some of our delicious food and have them deliver it right to your house? Absolutely. You know, any final words for us of encouragement just to kind of keep people going? Because there's still so much that's up in the air. You know, I think this is a, a way for us to call, especially my friends with kids who are maybe involved in every sport out there, every <laughs> club out there, is I think it's been really interesting to hear from them of taking a step back and reevaluating what we really want to be spending our time doing and, and what meetings could essentially have been a phone call or an email. So we're all learning that pretty quickly. So it's going to be exciting to see on the other side of this, how business change and how we operate on a day-to-day -day is going to change. So uh, I think it's going to be interesting. So just uh, everyone just be kind to each other and stay safe. Wash your hands. Yeah, as much as possible. All right, Councilwoman. As much as possible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Councilwoman Liz Webb Abear. Hey, thanks for your time. Appreciate you checking in with us today. We needed it. Of course. Everyone have a wonderful day. Stay well, safe. proof that your iPhone keeps track of every place you go? Your Friday Consumer Tech Update is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Get the only VPN I trust in three months free at expressvpn.com slash Kim. In your iPhone, there's a little-known feature buried deep within the phone settings. Anyone who knows where to look gets your exact movements over the past few months. Apple says they use this information to improve services. You can decide whether or not you believe them after you see the information they've collected. To get to it, go to your iPhone settings. Go to privacy, and this will take you to a menu where you'll find location services. Tap it and scroll to the very bottom of the page where you need to tap on system services. 
In that menu, there's something called significant locations. The jackpot. The past few months or years of your life, just waiting for prying eyes of bosses, investigators, lawyers, you name it. Want to get rid of it? Visit my website at commando.com for the steps. I'm Kim Commando. We're all looking for ways to save money, especially now. When's the last time you looked at how much you're spending on car or homeowner's insurance? Check out Gabby and see about getting a lower rate for the exact same coverage you already have. Gabby takes the pain out of shopping for insurance by giving you an apples-to-apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers, like Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers. Just link your current insurance account, and in about two minutes, you'll be able to see quotes for the exact same coverage you currently have. Gabby customers save $825 per year on average. If they can't find you savings, They'll let you know you have the best rate out there. And they'll never sell your information. So no annoying spam or robocalls. It's totally free to check your rate and there's no obligation. Take two minutes to see how much you can save on your car and homeowner's insurance now. Go to Gabby.com slash Kim. That's G-A-B-I dot com slash Kim. That's Gabby.com slash Kim. All right, so folks are watching to see what happens with fall sports seasons and especially the Saints. We got some word yesterday that maybe an option and and something that the players and and management and coaches could agree on is eliminating uh, some of the closest seats to the field. Steve Peliquin from ESPN 1420 right next door joins us. And Steve, um, this seemed to be one of those uh, deals where I feel like people are so anxious to get some normalcy back in their lives. This is something that might have caused an uproar in the past, but it seems like people are all right with the limiting the close rows to the players. And Steve Peliquin joins us on the phone. Steve, so we heard yesterday about those closest rows to the field maybe being eliminated to keep the player safe. What are you hearing? Well, you know, we still don't know, Rob. Again, a lot of, I think there's way too many people out there that just assume things are going to happen because they hear things. Um, you know, it's my understanding that that's something that's certainly being talked about. I mean, look, we don't even know that there's going to be football in the fall. Uh, it could be that the number of cases uh, rise and there's no fans in the stands. It could be that the number of cases dwindle and, you know, everybody will be welcome with no social distancing or anything like that at the, at the Superdome. We don't know. I applaud the Saints. I applaud the NFL. I applaud Major League Baseball and the NBA and, you know, and, and all of those entities for being a little bit proactive. I mean, you know, they're talking about stuff that, uh, you know, in case. And, uh, you know, that's good to see. But, uh, you know, if it happens, it's it's certainly not the worst thing in the world because, you know, we were hearing, you know, back in uh, certainly in March and, and even in April that if the NFL played that there wasn't going to be anybody in the stands. And, you know, we heard yeah, about yeah. You know, the networks piping in crowd noise and all that good stuff, at least in this situation. No, you know, you're, you you got to be eight rows from the field, but, you know, that, that we, we've heard a worse thing. So if that happens, 
uh, I'd be fairly happy. As a matter of fact, I would consider that one of the one of the more positive things that could happen. So uh, if the genie would come out of the bottle and give yep. me my choice, I'd sign off on that right now. Well, you know, it's like in yesterday, um, because there's always something that comes at the 11th hour that you weren't even thinking about, okay? And that is the fact that Malcolm Jinkton gives an interview yesterday, and he says, um, he says, he doesn't know if he feels comfortable playing if it's not completely safe. And in, after the interview, I mean, I watched it this morning. I'm thinking, okay, well, what does that mean? Does that mean a vaccine? Does that mean there are no cases? What does that mean? And what does the Saints do? I mean, what can they contractually do to say we're making it as safe as possible? Well, I think it's going to be different by the different sports. I know in the NBA, and there's a number of players who have said that, you know, uh, they don't, they're not going to play when, when it reopens. I do think that's different, though, because if you notice that the, the players that have elected not to come back at the NBA, yeah. a lot of those guys, most of them are teams that are not going to be in the playoffs. Uh, so with, it's yeah. a little bit easier to do than teams that are going to be in the playoffs. And, of course, the NBA is different because – they're going to start this tournament in Orlando, Florida. Scheduled to start the tournament at the end of uh, at the end of July. And you know what is one of the worst states right now in terms of you know positive coronavirus cases skyrocketing every day. It's the state of Florida, so I, I get that. But you know, Major League Baseball just signed off on a new uh, you know health agreement thing between the players association and Major League Baseball. I'm sure that the that the NFL has, has the uh, has the same thing. But, um, you know, that's a question that I can't answer because I think it's fine print in the, in the, uh, in the, uh, in the contract between the Players Association and the respective sports. But, no, it is something that is, uh, it is something that's very, very real. I think there's a lot of fans out there that are saying, well, you know, the players just don't want to play. Well, understand that if they don't want to play, they're not getting paid at the same time. And, yeah. you know, you, you're talking a lot of money per game. So you, know, you got to leave it up to the players. But it's something that's that's very, very real, unfortunately. All right, we have about a minute left. But I want to ask, uh, yesterday the ULF yet made the announcement. It extended a contract with uh, the athletic director, Dr. Brian Maggard. Uh, your thoughts on that? How have things been, and are we going in the right direction under his leadership? I think so, Rob. I think he's done a tremendous job. You know, he came in in 2017 and was thrown kind of right into the fire. Three months after he was hired, he had the situation developed with former head softball coach Michael Lotif, and he was suspended and then, you know, relieved of his duties, and he had to hire a, a new softball coach, which he, which he did a great job with Jerry Glasgow. He also hired Billy Napier, uh, who, of course, is the football coach, uh, of course, last year, hired Matt, Matt Deggs after the tragic death of of Tony Robichaud as the baseball coach and Lance Key as a soccer guy, but he's also implemented a lot of great things for, for the university, including the fan-friendly concession prices for all the athletic events, which I know fans are very fond of. So he's done a great job, and I could, uh, I expect uh, him to continue bigger and better things for the Cajuns in the future. All right, ESPN 1420's Steve Peliquin, thanks for your time. It's been your pleasure. All right, 6.55 now at News Talk 96.5. KPEL coming up on the show. Bernie jumps in, and Kayla Morris, the rustic renegade, in studio with us. All that ahead, right here on Cape. This is the place where all opinions are welcome. Every color gets through, and people on all sides of the issue can hash it out. And if you don't think you have a voice, you're wrong. It can be heard now by calling 232-1542. That's 232-1542. 
The Rush Morning Update is brought to you by Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Book your next traveling party at LuxuryLimoOfLafayette.net. Today, my friends, a tale of two cities. In New York City, four hotels with over a thousand rooms were set up for coronavirus patients. But there are only 21 occupants at these hotels. Social service advocates are furious, according to the New York Post. They think the hotel room should be open to homeless people because the homeless, some of whom are infected, are living in the subways or forced into nursing homes. Activists call the situation morally disgusting. Now, meanwhile, out on the left coast, advocates are losing patience with L.A.'s handling of the homeless. The Los Angeles Times reports that homeless advocates and homeless people showed up at a swanky hotel. They asked to see some rooms, and once they gained access, they refused to leave until law enforcement made arrests. So the advocates are now demanding the city government simply seize the hotels and commandeer the rooms to house the massive homeless population on L.A. Skid Row. Legal experts say this is doable, but it might be too time-consuming to satisfy these advocates. The process of seizing private property like hotels, it could take months. That's unacceptable. So there you have it. Homeless advocates on both liberal coasts are ticked off. They say the homeless are getting the short end of the stick. Now, who runs these places? Yep, it's liberal Democrats. If this doesn't make sense to you, that's why. CBD getting a lot of attention these days. Level Select CBD is a brand to watch from Cadenwood, the trusted leader in CBD. Their sports creams and roll-ons are great for pro athletes, amateurs, anybody trying to keep active. No matter what activity you engage in, you could use the relief Level Select CBD provides. Retired athletes like Steve Garvey and Carson Palmer use it every day. And now, PGA Tour champion Ricky Fowler has made Level Select CBD his brand of choice, too. They use it because it works, folks. Independently tested, 0% THC made in the USA. Go to LevelSelectCBD.com, use the promo code CBD25 for 25% off any of their full line of CBD products. That's LevelSelectCBD.com, promo code CBD25, or dial pound 250 on your cell phone. Say Level Select, and this offer will be sent right to your phone. You will have the option to receive a one-time auto-dial text message from Level Select. News Talk 96.5, K-P-E-L, Brobridge, Lafayette. George Floyd's name is on the bill. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. The House is honoring his life and the lives of all killed by police brutality by saying never again. Speaker Nancy Pelosi on the legislation the House passed last night. Fox's Rachel Sutherland has more live. Dave, the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act passed on a 236-181 vote with three Republicans voting with Democrats. Republican Congressman Jeff Van Drew voted no, telling the Fox Business Network. There were some good parts to the bill, but the problem is there were parts that were just purely hurtful to police. Uh, the qualified immunity issue, uh, the, making it much easier to go after police officers. The, the legislation would also ban chokeholds, ends no-knock war warrants in federal drug cases and creates a federal database tracking problem police officers. 
Dave. Rachel, today the House may vote to make Washington, D.C. the 51st state, but it's expected to go nowhere in the Senate. President Trump says he would veto it, and he's taking another shot at getting rid of Obamacare at the Supreme Court in a late-night filing, arguing the Affordable Care Act is unconstitutional now that Congress removed the tax penalty. Joe Biden doesn't like it. Stop taking away people's health care and their peace of mind. In a new Fox poll, the presumed Democratic presidential nominee has a nine-point lead in Florida, is up by a point or two in Georgia, North Carolina, and Texas. President Trump told Fox's Hannity. The man can't speak, and he's going to be your president because some people don't love me, maybe. For the first time in weeks, the White House Coronavirus Task Force will hold a briefing. The CDC warns the outbreak may have infected way more Americans than previously thought. CDC Director Robert Redfield saying, quote, this virus causes so much asymptomatic infection, we probably recognized about 10% of the outbreak. That's Fox's Todd Pyro. America's listening to Fox News. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. Again, in that police reform bill the House passed, one provision would ban choke or neck holds, a controversial tactic that has led to a new investigation into the death of a black man in Colorado. Saying Elijah McClain should be alive today, Governor Jared Polis appointing a special prosecutor to investigate whether criminal charges are warranted for his death. Police in suburban Denver responding to a call last August about a suspicious man wearing a ski mask and waving his arms while walking down the street. Authorities say McLean refused to stop and fought back when police tried to arrest him. An officer placed the 23-year-old black man in a neck hold that cuts off oxygen to the brain, many places banning that maneuver after the killing of George Floyd. McLean went into cardiac arrest on the way to the hospital after paramedics gave him medication to calm him down. Steve Rappaport, Fox News. As statues and monuments come down in a reconsideration of historical figures, Disney is going to give a famous ride a makeover. Because its theme is an infamous movie you can't buy or see anywhere anymore. Over 21,000 signing a petition calling on Disney to rebrand its Splash Mountain ride, citing its connection to the controversial 1946 film Song of the South. The attraction at Disneyland and Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom features tunes and characters from the flick, which has been criticized for racist stereotypes in its portrayal of the post-Civil War South. The petition comes amid civil unrest and protests in the wake of George Floyd's death. Disney responding, saying the ride will soon be based on the 2009 film The Princess and the Frog, which features the company's first black princess. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. Because of the coronavirus spiking up, hitting record on high numbers in California, Disneyland had announced it's delaying its planned reopening next month. On Wall Street, stock futures are mixed ahead of the opening bell.
I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Good morning, I'm Rob Kirkpatrick on Acadiana's Morning News. High today, 86 degrees. And remember, if you already have breathing trouble, that Saharan dust has arrived. Look for vivid sunrises, vivid sunsets. But if you are already at risk with breathing troubles, make sure to wear a mask outside. The trend of higher COVID-19 case counts and increased hospitalizations continues with 938 new positive tests reported. Also 22 additional hospitalizations across the state. You can find the latest numbers at kpel965.com right now and every day at noon. New superintendent of schools, Cade Brumley, unveils the guidelines schools will be operating under as students return in August. Matt Doyle has the story. Brumley says face coverings for everyone in grade three and above will be mandatory as long as they're on school grounds. Individual school systems will, you know, be responsible for enforcing that. And in phase one and two, we're asking that we refrain from contact and high-risk sports. But in phase three, contact and high-risk sports are allowable within defined groups. He adds students will be temperature checked every day upon entry and anyone found to be running a fever will be immediately quarantined. I'm Matt Doyle. COVID-19 is impacting summer travel. The AAA travel forecast shows Americans will take 700 trips. That's down nearly 15% compared to last July through September. Driving sees the smallest decrease in travel volume down 3.6% over the year. AAA spokesman Don Redmond says the other transportation methods are also taking a much worse hit. We're expecting a difference of almost 77% fewer people flying this summer than the previous year. And even harder hit are the cruises. So cruise ships, rail, and bus travel down by 86% year over year. Regionally, 98% of travelers are choosing to drive, and Redmond adds... They're choosing closer locations to go. A lot of AAA members in Louisiana are eyeing Tennessee and Arkansas, some of their favorite destinations. Look at state parks. While summer gas prices haven't been this low since 2016, Redmond says it's not enough to spur travel right now. It's the stated economy that determines how people drive more so than price of fuel. However, on this year is very unique because it is not only the economy, but it's also health concerns that's keeping people off the roads. Redmond says last time the AAA travel forecast showed a dip 2009 following the 2008 recession. Lafayette police say the FBI is now involved and they sought the opinion of the DA's office in the stabbing investigation of Holden White this week. The FBI is also assisting in the investigation as family members of White are calling for hate crime charges to be filed against the suspect, Chance Seneca. They say White was targeted for being gay. The Lafayette Police Department says they don't have the evidence to prove a hate crime was committed at this time. Seneca was arrested for attempted second-degree murder as White is listed in critical condition. State workers will not be getting their scheduled pay increases if the budget remains in its current form. Senate's Finance Committee members agreed to pause the raises and reconsider them later this year, citing concern over the optics of giving state workers a pay raise while so many private sector employees have lost their jobs. A resolution by Baton Rouge Senator Cleo Fields to establish a task force to study policing policy will it gain final passage. It removed previous language about George Floyd and racial profiling by police. Luke Bryan at the Cajun Dome will not happen. The singer released the newly scheduled dates for his Proud to Be Here tour, and Lafayette is off the list. The Cajun Dome says refunds will be handled the same way as refunds for rescheduled shows. 
You can contact the Cajun Dome at 265-2100 or at CajunDome.com. A Lafayette man faces up to 10 years in prison after pleading guilty to possession of a firearm by a felon. In December 2018, Lafayette police officers were dispatched to a vehicle burglary in progress. Officers located the burglary suspect, Patrick Como, in a separate vehicle at a Lafayette apartment complex. When Como tried to get away, he crashed into an officer's unit. Saints safety Malcolm Jenkins said on CNN yesterday that football is a non-essential business and the coronavirus risk would have to be eliminated for him to feel comfortable playing this season. Jenkins says he also doesn't want to put his parents at risks of getting sick if they come to see him play. Louisiana's first harvested batch of industrial hemp gets the green light to move forward with processing. Here's Kevin Barnhart. And Commissioner Mike Strain says it's a great day for Louisiana agriculture. Very excited that the first crop of hemp has been harvested under the law within two weeks of harvest. We have to do a THC level, and it was below the maximum legal limit. Across the country, there has been widespread crop failure because of excessive amounts of THC. Strain says next, the hemp will be dried, and a processing facility will extract CBD products. And then that will be made available for sale either here in Louisiana or anywhere else in America. I'm Kevin Barnhart. And finally, Shreveport Republican Alan Seabaugh is once again pushing his petition to end Louisiana's state of emergency because of COVID-19. Seabaugh needs the support of 53 more lawmakers in the House and says that mitigation restrictions have been extended too long. It's affecting churches, it's affecting businesses, and quite frankly, it's gone on long enough. Y'all all know about my petition. If you haven't signed, I've got some at my desk. We're relatively close to having 53. While it is unclear if Seabaugh has enough backing, Rose Pine Republican Charles Owen is among those showing support for the measure, and he believes lawmakers need more input on the decision-making of advancing the state in reopening. If the governor is going to keep going forward, he can go forward much better if he will include us in these decisions and we will be involved in it and we will know about it ahead of time. Louisiana has seen over 53,000 COVID-19 cases and 3,000 fatalities. Baton Rouge Democrat Denise Marcel opposes the movement, saying it's just not a good idea. Yes, all of us want our businesses to prosper. Do we want people to die, though, at the hands of COVID? Do we want to risk people's lives? Marcel applauds the governor's decision-making and feels sacrificing human life is not worth it for a quicker economic recovery. I want to thank the governor for taking small steps to protect all of us, each and every one of us in this room and our families. I value them more than I do keeping a business open. Now a check of your forecast with Daniel Phillips in the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab. Having a tough time getting these clouds to clear out. It does look like these clouds probably going to be sticking around through the majority of the day today. From time to time, going to be producing a shower or two. We'll keep those rain chances going at about a 30% uh, chance on the day today. As we go into tomorrow, we'll see... Few more showers will go at about 50% for the rest of the weekend. Highs are going to be getting into the upper 80s. We'll set at about 88 degrees by the end of the day today. We've got uh, some of that African dust in the area as well. So it is going to be a little bit on the hazy side. Even when the clouds do break, it's not going to look too sunny out there. Again, staying very hazy with all of that dust. Lows tonight drop down into the mid-70s. We're warming up through the rest of the weekend. By the time we get to Monday, we'll start to see the weather pattern shifting back into a more normal pattern for this time of year. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on Newstalk 96.5 KPL. Newstalk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic Double-checking what's happening in traffic. South Morgan, right near Albertsons Parkway, we got a report of a wire hazard there again. 
That is South Morgan, right back Albertsons Parkway in Broussard. Hey, make sure that you're buckling up, keeping it safe out there. Started, Bernie, at four <laughs> okay. forty-six today. Oh, I'm sorry, I was sleeping. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I walked into the Hot 107.9 studio. Oh, well, there was your first mistake. Well, Chris and Digital said y'all were getting crazy on um, Friday. What is this that you're wearing? Uh, you look like yeah, you have a. I'm gonna stand up. Okay, seriously. It, you have a four-piece dad of Lafayette. Okay, <laughs> I'm wearing a hat. I'm wearing a khaki fishing shirt, yes. some navy shorts, yes. and then my favorite memory foam, no tie, like boat shoes. Okay. <laughs> I like those. It's Friday, and it's the radio. Come on. It's right. the summertime. I mean, yeah. Besides, only one of us can look great. Yes. Um, not, so it, then, it can't be a competition. Well, no, I, actually. Well, he's mostly the pretty one. Okay, <laughs> okay I mean, so on. then I walked into the KTDY studio, uh-huh. and they said, Second mistake. You going fishing this afternoon? <laughs> and, I, and I never get any reaction to what I wear, but you know I'm having to wear smaller clothes now. Uh, so I'm, great? I'm going deeper into the closet Me where I don't, yeah. I don't normally live. Right. So then Caleb walks in. Yes. And he says, 
Kind of looked like Steve Irwin today, Rob. <laughs> and now it all makes sense because Bernie's the zebra I'm hunting. <laughs> oh, wait. Zebras don't do that, do they? They don't. No. They... We just run away in fear. Yeah. <laughs> in my hand, some big bourbon beard oil oh. by Duke Cannon Supply straight yeah. from the Rustic Renegade. I am on day eight of a try. And I'm look, two days away from the from my record, which is ten a ten day beard. We are very proud of you. Y'all like it, Caleb, right? Let, let's give. I mean, I think it's awesome. I, I want to see an eighty day beard as well. Yes, eighty yeah. day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We uh, what see does that it. bring me? Eighty day. Is that bring me like um, to uh, October or so? Um, September, October. Yeah. Okay. They don't pay me to now. do math yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. We've talked about beards before because people get in the mood for beards in the fall. Uh-huh. You know? Uh-huh. Right. And um and you said people just don't realize a dry beard does not grow. Mm-hmm. You know, it does not look good and everything uh-huh. else. So I, I messaged him yesterday. I said, Okay, I'm eight days in to the mm-hmm. beard situation. Mm-hmm. And I said, I need some beard oil. Can you bring me one from your stock? And so then he started asking me questions about things I don't know about. <laughs> just bring me one. He said, Well, what kind of scent? And I said, Tell me my options. He didn't respond back, but he showed up with this. And this beard oil this is made sense. with Buffalo Trace 90 proof Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Yeah. You know, it, and this and the scent is oak barrel. Of all the scents that I have, that that one is probably my favorite, I'll be all right. honest. So I decided mm-hmm. to wait. You told me Oh, good. See, you gave me this bottle yeah. and I thought and you said two drops, and I'm like, uh, it's got good a luck controller two drops. in it. You don't want to a, a lot of people overdo it. Okay. And the next thing you know, their beard glistens like it's Christmas. Well, <laughs> I'm worried about that. Okay, so you said two. Yep. I'm gonna do it right. Okay. okay. One, two. Mm-hmm. That I'm giving it three. Okay. It's a All three right. kind hands. of thing. So I'm yeah. rubbing it in my hands. Yep. And then just work it into your yeah. beard. You start from the top, work your way down, and All kind right. of massage it in a little bit. All oh. right. And what it, it does? Great. It smells like cologne. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. okay. This is good. It smells like wood. It's this is going well. Okay. And a good beard oil Here. like this. Grandma's tissue. Thank it you. Won't. Did you take that out your bra? <laughs> the did. skin isn't going to absorb it very well, okay. which is what it's not designed to, right? So oh. it's designed not to be absorbed by skin, but by okay. the hair. Okay. So a lot of beard oils, they won't How do you use... feel like it looks? Uh, You glisten. Is it glistening? Like a prize I don't want pony. it to. Okay, it good. doesn't glisten. It's... Come on, man. Okay, good. I was messing with it. Well, fun. <laughs> so it'll take, honestly, it'll take probably a day, two days of using it because for the, the hairs to soften a little bit. Okay. And then... It'll help prevent beard dander because a lot of guys don't realize they have it. They just Gross. think it's leftover food in their beard because they don't they don't <sighs> clean it very well. Okay, uh, but your beard will get dander just like anything else. And you're convincing me, by the way, right now, like to cut this whole no. thing off. No, but I'm gonna, but no. I'm gonna stay with. It. So you said an 80 day beard. I say run for 80 days. That way you can you can see what it feels like. You have okay, to so try. two months would take us through August. Yeah, about the middle of September. Yeah. All right. Are you gonna just? Come on, man. You could do this. Well, I mean, Caleb has to come every Friday and check up on me. So <laughs> yeah. I know there is someone who I have to be accountable to. So Dr. Caleb, we'll see you now. All right. Well, cool. Hey, this stuff smells good. And you have other scents? May oh, I? Yeah. May oh, I yeah. smell we it? probably yeah, got okay. uh, yeah, 15 thanks. different scents at the shop right now. Okay. okay. Because, you know, there are some guys in the building here. They like something. It's like an amber oil smell. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just the smell. And, and I looked at all of them. That smells great, man. Um, This is good. Cool. Go do that. Hey, if you're trying to get a fall beard. Uh-huh. See, 90, 80, 80 days from now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You're going to have a wonderful man mane. Yeah. <laughs> man mane. Okay. Well, you know what? And, and I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. I think my wife <sighs> likes it more than me, to be perfectly honest. And before, it was like, a, it's, it doesn't really look like you, whatever. Mm-hmm. This go around, she's like, I really, I think it looks good. Yeah. yeah like, so, it gives you that little rugged edge. Little edge. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
All right. right. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. The rest of Renegade, Caleb Morris. He's all up in his feelings right now. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm just... Anyways. Okay. Well, you know what? It kind of goes with my shirt I'm wearing, so maybe I need to get more shirts. Anyway, uh, we're going to continue with Firearms Friday. There's a couple bills we want to tell you about and talk about, as we do uh, with gun issues and firearm issues. Earlier this week, we talked to Blake Miguez about about the the, um, governor's signatures on a couple bills, which I think were pretty surprising to a lot of people. But... um, Exciting nonetheless. We're also going to talk about how people are super motivated to buy ammunition right now and why that is. So we're going to be back with more with Caleb Morris, the rest of Renegade. It's Firearms Friday right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend on It's open enrollment season and MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry that saves most families about $500 a month. Google MediShare and see if it's a fit for you. Seven twenty four now at News Talk ninety six five KFL and Caleb Morse is here. Um, House Bill five seven one seven working its way through Congress. I don't know if it'll go very far, knowing the current situation we have in the Senate, but we know there are elections happening right now, and you know we'll see where that ends up. But this one deals with a lot of different things. You have some bullet points on how it would affect, you know, your business, but also gun owners and enthusiasts, hunters. I mean, people who really are touched by all aspects of this industry. You know, and and one of the first bullet points that they even have on the bill is a universal background check. And while I understand wanting to keep firearms out of the hands of criminals and so forth, right now, let's just look at right now with the current load that we have for background checks. People that used to get proceeds, so you either get a proceed, a delayed or denied. Proceed, you can walk out the firearm right then and there. Delayed up to three business days. Denied, you can't own a firearm for whatever reason, right? So the people that I have people that used to get proceeds immediately that are now getting delayed under the Brady law. It was three business days is what the law says. After three business days, if they don't, if the FBI doesn't respond to me, you can come pick up your firearm. Well, now we're getting delays. I'm getting delays seven to 10 days out. So, and what is the reason for the delays? They, they don't, they don't, they tell, don't tell, me. tell you. Okay. It could be uh, just because they are so busy. Then the FBI doesn't have a ton of NICS examiners, which is the National Instance Criminal Background Check. They only have about 30 people doing the examinations, and the demand has gone up so greatly they haven't added more people. So I think so it's this, literally a delay. Yeah, like yeah, and, you know, and this is this is just my thought. I think that they're just so inundated that the easy button is just to click delay. But by pushing things out seven and ten days. It's violating the law. The law says three days. I, and, but I was, I was going to say, so what about the department? I would love to go into the department and see what the, the person who's clicking whatever yeah. button is told. Um, you approve someone. Like, what's the, what's the penalty if you approve someone and then later on, three years down the road, they end up being a felon? And, well, I've, you know, I've had, um, at, at former employment, I've had someone get a proceed, meaning they can come in and get the firearm. Mm-hmm. And then a month or two months later, get a call from the from the FBI, the FBI, they give us a number which identifies that individual, and they say, this person here is now a deny. You need to either recover wow. that firearm or we'll, we'll send out a, a team to recover it. Huh. The only way for universal background checks to work, so that's the first, the first thing they have here, 
is background check reform. The only way for that to work is to have a registration. Is is this really the, you know, an extension of what you have said before, which is you're still punishing people who are going through the process because this doesn't address anymore right. about people who have illegal firearms or the illegal use of one. And that's what they're, they're hoping that a universal background check will, but un, unless everything is tracked and everything is monitored and there's a separate team or a separate enforcement of it, ATF does it or whoever, there's no one to police it. So it's just going to be an ancillary charge. If there's no document on the back end, that's a right. registration, which I feel like has vast, you know, oh, opposition yeah. in, in Congress, wherever you look at this. Um, but do you think that it will go that way eventually to, to get this other side? That is, that is the only way. If they were to pass this bill, just that first part in, in its current form, that would be the next thing would be, hey, there has to be registration for this to work. Otherwise, we just wasted everything. So people are coming in to buy ammunition. And it, it it may be because of this, and that goes to the, the changes in the tax structure. Right. You know, and, and ammo, we already had a massive draw for ammo. Uh, thankfully, we're fortunate. I'm still getting weekly sometimes shipments of ammunition, uh, although it, I'm not getting enough because it flies off the shelf. In here, there's a tax, right? Because everything has to get paid by something. Mm-hmm. So for this firearm bill with a, the universal background checks, with bans and all the other stuff it has in it, one of the things in there is a new tax on firearms, ammunition, and components of ammunition. It's a 30% tax on firearms and a 50% tax on ammunition and their components. Now, what that means to us as individuals, that's not on the retail price. You already have the federal excise tax, which is, uh, I believe, 11%, either 10 or 11%. And that is placed upon manufacturers of firearms and ammunition. And then from that money goes hunter education programs, other, other firearm programs, wildlife management, that kind of stuff. That's where it's funded from. Mm-hmm. Well, this is another 30% on firearms and 50% ammunition that would be added on right away. So the consumer, that would be essentially, on a 30%, that would be about a 15 to a 20% price increase that they'll see. Yeah. And on firearms, you know, I'm sorry, on firearms, 15 to 20%. On ammunition, you're seeing a 30 to 40% increase. You know, it's like I can, I can almost already hear the other side screaming at you, well... If it's that important to you, pay the tax. You know, they if did. it's that important to you and, and we're not taking away your right, we're just adding a tax. If it's that important, isn't it worth the price? Mm-hmm. They did it with cigarettes. They've done it with alcohol and everything else. You know, and the, what do they call it? The, the sin, sin tax. tax. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's not 30 and 50%. Nope. This would be the highest tax increase that has been proposed for something of this nature. Wow. Okay. What else is included in this? Uh, also... We know California's dubbed AR-15s and AKs, modern sporting rifles, assault weapons. There is a assault weapon ban as well as a suppressor ban. You know, and there are machine guns are already heavily restricted. They're not banned. Mm-hmm. They are heavily restricted. Well, I, I guess label it would be a, a ban, but they're heavily restricted. You can own a machine gun. It, but like as a collector, right? No, any, any individual it, 21 oh, okay. years old who has the money to be able to get one uh, because they were the new production was banned at a certain point. Uh, so 1984 passed a few things. 1936, there's a few things. So there are no new transferable machine guns. So your average machine gun you're looking at purchasing is going to be $15,000 plus. You know, if I had that much scratch lying around, I'd buy a new motorcycle, you know, <laughs> something a little extra. So it does put it out of reach. Yeah, it, it puts it out of reach for the average person. Well, suppressors, it's just a 10-month-long background check, you know, and... If you look at suppressors from a safety point of view, I believe everyone should have one uh, because it reduces the sound. I've already got massive hearing loss. I've got tinnitus, everything yep. else. You know, so 
people who've shot a lot, people who are in the military, people around equipment, heavy machinery, all that kind of stuff, understand the importance of hearing protection. And that's what suppressors do, is they offer hearing protection. People who think that they make it movie quiet have obviously never been around one. Then none of them go, none. (laughs) All right, Caleb Morse, the Rusty Renegade, uh, tell us about your hours. And I always make you pick a product of the week. Like, what are you excited about besides this great oak barrel beard oil that you brought me today? Thank you. I'll be honest with you. I haven't had a chance to sit down and look what we have left in the store. Because you've been that busy? We have been slammed. We're still looking looking for someone new to hire to bring on the team. Uh, There are three of us now. And uh, we need a fourth person because it's trying to keep up is just crazy. Hey, hey, Moon, um, he has an opportunity at the Rustic <laughs> Renegade. If you want to give up the radio deal, he has an opportunity for you. Oh, there we go. Free guns. He said he will travel. So okay. I did think of a product that would be awesome. <laughs> okay. Uh, and it's something that I push really hard at the shop because of the availability and, and the cost effectiveness of it. Right now, with ammunition being hard to find, 223 especially. Uh, 22 conversion kits for an AR-15. We stock them, and I keep them in stock. It's it's a cost-effective measure. You know, a case of 223. Uh, I normally sell a case for $360. It's a uh, thousand rounds, 36 cents a bullet. So this conversion kit is $245. You buy a conversion kit and a thousand rounds of 22 long rifle, and you've already saved money. Very interesting. All right, Russ, getting renegade right there on I-49 in between Ponda Bouton Glory Switch. You'll see the big old sign. Thanks for coming in, Caleb. Yo, enjoy y'all's weekend. The RusticRenegade.com. Yep, RusticRenegade.com and 337-357-1168. All right, 732 now at News Talk 96.5 KPL. Back with more after this. For coronavirus updates around the clock and breaking news first, download the KPL News app. It's free in the App Store and Google Play. And when you're there, click the COVID-19 button for the latest coverage from KPL News. Two. It's the bottom of the hour. Now the top stories from KPL965.com. Now news making headlines around the country as cases of COVID-19 spike across more than half of the United States. A number of states are drawing back efforts to reopen their economies. The virus is hitting southern states particularly hard right now. The record daily numbers of cases reported in several states. Some places in the middle of a phased reopening are keeping businesses open with limited capacity. In other areas, businesses like bars and gyms that were set to reopen will now have to wait. As of today, Texas, Louisiana, North Carolina, Nevada, Maine, Oregon, and Idaho all dialing back or putting reopenings on hold. President Trump is calling protesters who tear down statues terrorists. The president spoke at a Fox News town hall last night and responded to an audience question about protesters in Wisconsin. Two statues were torn down by protesters this week outside the Wisconsin state capitol. Trump vowed that at some point there would be retribution and said that protesters were terrorists in a sense. He also called for prison time for those who tear down monuments. And this morning, folks who watched that town hall say the president seemed a bit discouraged about the upcoming November election. Here's Fox News' Jill Nato. President Trump was on Fox's Hannity Thursday night for a special town hall fielding questions about mail-in voting, riots, and attacking Democrats for, in his words, destroying our country. But he also sounded a bit pessimistic about the election, complaining about presumptive Democratic nominee Joe Biden. The man can't speak, and he's going to be your president because some people... 
don't love me, maybe. Meanwhile, Biden blasted the president's response to the pandemic Thursday to a Pennsylvania crowd. It's like a child who can't believe this has happened to him. The latest Fox News poll has Biden up over the president by double digits. Jill Nato, Fox News. And Jill Nato also reporting this morning on the future of Obamacare and what that could look like. The Trump administration's asking the Supreme Court to overturn the Affordable Care Act. In a late-night filing, the Justice Department argues Obamacare became unconstitutional after Congress passed legislation that eliminated fines for not having health insurance. But the push comes during the pandemic, when as many as 27 million people are estimated to have lost job-based health insurance due to layoffs. Former Vice President Joe Biden on a campaign swing in Pennsylvania telling a crowd Thursday... We should be thinking about health care, not as a privilege, but as a basic right. No word yet on when the high court may take up the case. In Washington, Jill Nato, Fox News. The House is set to vote today on a bill making Washington, D.C. an actual state. During a Capitol briefing yesterday, Majority Leader Steny Hoyer argued that D.C. statehood should not even be a question. The district has no voting representation in Congress. Hoyer said the rights of Americans who live in the nation's capital are being violated every day. More than 700,000 people live in Washington, D.C. The statehood bill has virtually no chance of being approved by the Republican-led Senate, as everything is on hold right now over there. A government watchdog group says the CDC hurt efforts to track coronavirus infections, making it harder for the nation to safely reopen. The Government Accountability Office criticized the agency for incomplete and inconsistent data, a delay in response to the virus, and also shortages in testing supplies and protective equipment. More than 122,000 Americans have died from COVID-19 complications. Another country music group changing its name to remove a controversial slavery-era reference, the Dixie Chicks. They have changed their name to The Chicks on social media and their website. The Texas band has not issued a statement on the change, but uh, feature a quote on their website saying they wanted to, quote, meet this moment. Lady Antebellum recently renamed themselves to Lady A this month for the same reason. Costco's free samples are back, but in a whole new way. It's the age of coronavirus, and they're now packaged and kept behind plexiglass shields. At least 30 stores have them so far. The retail giant stopped serving samples in March to avoid spreading coronavirus. Now a check of your forecasts, including what the Saharan dust means for you. Having a tough time getting these clouds to clear out. It does look like these clouds probably going to be sticking around through the majority of the day today. From time to time, going to be producing a shower or two. We'll keep those rain chances going at about a 30% chance on the day today. As we go into tomorrow, we'll see a few more showers. We'll go at about 50% for the rest of the weekend. Highs are going to be getting into the upper 80s. We'll set at about 88 degrees by the end of the day today. We've got uh, some of that African dust in the area as well. So it is going to be a little bit on the hazy side. Even when the clouds do break, it's not going to look too sunny out there. Again, staying very hazy with all of that dust. Lows tonight drop down into the mid-70s. We're warming up through the rest of the weekend. By the time we get to Monday, we'll start to see the weather pattern shifting back into a more normal pattern for this time of year. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. You're listening to American Ground Radio's Morning Minute. Republicans in the Louisiana House are trying to override Governor John Bell Edwards' COVID-19 lockdown. And again, it's Report Republican Alan Seaball, who's pushing his petition to end Louisiana's state of emergency because of COVID-19. He says, look, it's affecting churches and businesses, and it's gone on long enough. Look, folks, 
Unemployment is only going to rise the longer we're shut down, but it's not the virus causing unemployment to rise. It's the government's response. Yes, the virus has killed too many Americans, but the shutdown has killed too many American businesses. And the longer the lockdown goes, the fewer businesses will remain. American Ground Radio, where building a better America begins with building a better us. Return each Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. with Louis R. Abalone and Stephen Paul on News Talk 96.5 KPL and streaming live at KPL96.5.com. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. We do have a fender bender East Willow at Louisiana Avenue. That's East Willow at Louisiana Avenue. There's a wire hazard on Morgan Avenue right by Albertsons Parkway. That's Morgan Avenue and Broussard near Albertsons Parkway. So make sure that you're buckling up and keeping it safe out there today. The KPL Topic Train is running right on time. Driven by Bruce Hart Poche, LLP, certified public accountants. All right, so this one is going to make your weekend. Oh. And wow. maybe I'm going to give it away, but I think it's something I'm going to have to get you for your birthday. All right. Stouffer's. Uh, yeah, well, there's a winner, winner, chicken there you go. dinner I don't even right to tell there. you the rest of the story. Okay, yeah, you, where's the bell? Stouffer's. Yeah, <laughs> Stouffer's has apparently yes. created the first ever Mac on tap. Oh. And it is a tap of oh. Stouffer's mac and cheese. Come on, man. That can be kept warm like nacho cheese, but oh. it has a big enough spout where you could put it. The picture shows mac and cheese on top of hot dogs, on top of pizza, on top of funnel cakes, and on top of french fries. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. By the way, you shouldn't. The actual physical tap is yes. a noodle. It's a macaroni noodle. noodle. Massive okay, one. that makes sense. How right? cool is that? Um, I'm thinking we probably need that for the studio. Well, I think we, I mean, you know, I've been trying to convince the people um, down at Acadia on a restaurant supply yeah. um, that we needed a margarita machine on Fridays. Yes. And then, you know, there's the FCC. Oh, uh, you know, that whole Little thing. things like that. Yeah. So, But a mac and cheese dispenser, I think, uh, would pass all the tests. Right? So. That would be absolutely delicious. I'm how sorry. early is too early? To start drinking on the weekend. Uh, never. All these great surveys are coming out. It's uh-huh. just, you know, there are some things I just don't think we're going to give up when we come out of this coronavirus pandemic and <laughs> just different things and a Tuesday night bottle of wine, that sort of thing. Right. A new study um, found that only 23% of us think we should actually wait until 5 p.m. <laughs> 18% said before noon is just fine. It's uh, Friday. Well, it's Friday. There you go. Uh, those 18% had to all be from Louisiana. Let's yeah, just be clear. That's, uh, that's what I'm thinking. The Kentucky Derby will happen, and it will happen with fans. It will be run on Saturday, September 5th, and there will be fans, but there will also be restrictions. Venue capacities will be reduced, and fans encouraged to wear masks also wash their hands frequently. It is the 146th running of the Kentucky Derby. Wow. By the way, it was planned for May 2nd, and then, right. you know. Had to be moved. I'll tell you the rest of that story. But yeah. you know those women that go to the Kentucky Derby, their masks mm-hmm. are going to match their hat. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a big old I think deal. it's going to be a real good, uh, real good time. Yes. Um, Disney's Splash Mountain, they have made a decision. There was some uproar because Splash Mountain was based on a movie called Song of the South. Mm-hmm. It is one of the earliest Disney movies. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some folks that say it makes racial references. So it is being reimagined into 
another Louisiana ride. Huh. It will be Princess and the Frog. Oh. They're redoing all the inside. Wow, they cool. said the ride was basically due for renovation anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of times they don't change the theme, but uh, the change has apparently been in the works since last year. Concept art came out yesterday. looks really cool. So whenever you're inside of Splash Mountain, it's like you're going to be going through a swamp. It's going to be all the swamp <laughs> sounds. It's going to be great. We, you know, we should go there as Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's our movie. We should do some things to make it feel even more like it, like some cigarette butts in the water. <laughs> Or some, Rob. or some natural light cans, you know, just little things like that. You are an awful person. I mean, you just what? I, what do you want me to just get hung up on the fact that something else that seemed to be innocuous is now racist? I'm not getting hung up on that. Okay. I'm just looking forward, um, and I'm going to say, "Cool, Princess and the Frog." Looks like some people are pretty, pretty up in arms. Want to want to talk to okay, a couple? Okay, sure. Hey, uh, seven forty nine now. Good morning. You're on with Robin Bernie. What do you think about this change? Well, pretty soon they're gonna let uh, they're gonna make Alabama stop playing their songs. Good morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that kind of might be, you know. Do you mean Alabama or Leonard Skinner? <laughs> Leonard, Alabama. They have sweet. I mean, um, we knew what you they meant. They have sweet. Leonard Skinner, but uh, Alabama has the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yep, I hear you. All right. Time's a ticking. Thanks for the call. Let's go to take one more call. Good morning. You're on with Robin Bernie. Your thoughts? Yeah, and, uh, that's me? That's you. Oh, hey, yeah, great. Uh, and look, it's kind of lighthearted here, but you can't possibly have uh, a, a, a human kissing a frog because they have that bestiality thing. You know what? You make a point. Mm-hmm. You know, if we, if you're right. Everything is off limits nowadays. Everything. So. Yeah. Okay. It can't be just a simple fairy tale like we all know and love it to be and a very good story. It's you know, it's always something way to the left, I guess, or just not what it was intended to, to originally be. So, that yeah, that's just sad. It's actually sad, but that's what we can. Oh, there, you know what? We get another nod. Thank you so much. Oh, okay. There's well, always, yeah. already the Port Orleans there, you know, and they have yeah. the big paddle boat. Mm-hmm. Um, baby Shark, it has not gone away, dear God. Do you- did it do do? I thought it was gone. Uh. Apparently, it's coming to Nickelodeon in the form of a full show about oh. the baby shark. Oh, okay. Well, and um, <sighs> baby shark goes to the bank, gets big, fat money. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, Triple A says, um, we're not traveling this summer, and when we decide to, mm. it's a very last minute. Like, you want to leave tomorrow? Because you, yeah. there's no way you can plan far in advance. Right now, we have a situation. Did you see Dallas County, Tarrant County? That's the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Guess what they stopped yesterday? What? Surgeries. Oh. They had been on pause. They came back. They're on pause again as the hospitals want to make sure they have the space in case the uptick in cases turns into an uptick in hospitalizations. Right. Um, People are apparently going in droves to Arkansas and to the mountains. We have a friend who just was there. Looked yep. like it was fun, but you know what? It by design is socially distant. Well, there you go. I mean, you're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. All you're doing is getting in the hot tub and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you're lucky enough to come back with a souvenir. Just saying. Oh, nine months later. Oh. Top road trip destinations Denver, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Seattle. Where do these people live? Myrtle Beach, Orlando, San Diego, and Nashville. And Nashville. Have you been to Nashville? You know, 
it is it is a regret I have in my life that I lived like two and a half hours away from Nashville when Aww. we lived in Atlanta, and people went often. It was yeah. a good weekend, little getaway. Yeah, it's like people going to New Orleans from here. Sounds right. And we right? never did it. Huh? We never did it. You missed out on that big fun. I know. It's but, okay. But you know, I gotta have places. Now that I'm seeing what my parents are doing with their life with no children living at home, yeah. I'm saving a lot planning, of stuff. Yeah. Planning, making the list, the whole the whole thing. I mean, how many times do you want to fight about who's gonna sleep in which bed? That's why we're having two kids and we're done. That's it. Because we can always have a normal car. That's right. We can always have a normal hotel room. Yeah. You know, that third kid comes in, messes up everything. And I come from a family with three kids. I get it. And I love her. But, you know, she threw it all off. Well, and she is the baby. She is. I think you have some natural resentment there. But she's a baby by a long shot for me. Well, you know. I mean, it's like, you know, what you going to do, though? But you do like her. You admit you like her, right? Uh, I mean, that is. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. Yeah, I'm a little worried there might be a few little unresolved issues mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Okay. I hear you. All right. All right. Seven fifty three now at Newstalk ninety six five. KPL. Make <clears> your plans if you hate. By the way. Aren't you? By the way. Yes. If you go anywhere, by you know you can take us with you wherever you go. Sweet. Right there in the palm of your hand. Mm-hmm. The free KPL News app. It's available thanks to our friends at Acadiana Restaurant Supply. Mm. That's awesome. We're back with more next. Leveraging the power of Fox News Radio to cover the big issues that matter to you. News Talk 96.5. KPEL. Depend on it. Fox News Commentary. I'm Jimmy Fallon. A new survey found that 25% of couples have broken up over air conditioning. I'll tell you how to avoid being a victim of climate change next. We started Untuck It to create the perfect untucked shirts. But along the way, we had other great ideas too, like super comfortable polos that come out of the dryer looking crisp and wrinkle-free and always hit that just right length. Today, save 25% off all polos from traditional PK to performance styles that wick moisture. You'll feel cool and dry in an Untuck It polo. There's no better time to try our famous polos. Save 25% on all polo styles at your local Untuck It store today and at untuckit.com. So a new survey found that one in four adults has ended a relationship after disagreeing over the air conditioning temperature. Talk about six degrees of separation. And you thought breaking up with someone via text was cold. I'll stop the air conditioning puns because not everyone is a big fan. The survey found the average person prefers a temperature of 69 degrees Fahrenheit. If you're arguing with that in your head right now, congratulations. You're one of the psychos who dumped someone over AC. But the truth is, any relationship that ends over air conditioning was already suffering from a lack of warmth. This was just the straw that broke the sweaty camel's back. Think about it. You don't meet the person of your dreams and dump them because they like the house at 72, nor do you dump them if they like it at 66 and you like it at 72. You put on a sweatshirt and get on with your life. Folks, relationships are hard. 50% of marriages fail. So if you can't stand the heat, turn on the AC. That's your mom. Get the latest headlines online anytime with the KPL News app. Download it for free in the App Store and Google Play. KPEL FM, Brobridge, Lafayette. To get rid of Obamacare by court order. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. The Trump administration takes another shot at eliminating the health care law. Fox's John Decker, live in Washington. The Justice Department is asking the Supreme Court to invalidate the Affordable Care Act. The Solicitor General, in a filing, said that once the law's individual coverage mandate and two provisions are invalidated, the remainder of the ACA should not be allowed to remain in effect. Sometime next term, justices will hear arguments in the case, which will decide whether Obamacare's individual mandate was rendered unconstitutional 
unconstitutional because Congress reduced the penalty for remaining uninsured to zero, and if so, whether that would bring down the entire law. Dave? John Joe Biden says, Mr. President, drop the lawsuit. Stop trying to get rid of the Affordable Care Act. A new Fox poll gives the presumed Democratic nominee a nine-point lead in Florida, one to two-point edge in Georgia, North Carolina, and Texas. Biden misspoke yesterday, saying 124 million Americans have died from the coronavirus. It's actually 124,000. President Trump again said there's something wrong with him telling Fox's Hannity. You know, it's wonderful to say, gee, I feel sorry, or it's too bad, because I do. Except we're talking about the presidency of the United States. Weeks after George Floyd's much-protested death that has a now ex-Minneapolis police officer charged with murder, the city council votes today on a proposal to allow for the elimination of the police department. Last night, the House approved a policing reform bill after Democrats blocked a Republican Senate version. That bill has about as much teeth as a newborn baby. Congressman Cedric Richmond, the House bill would get rid of what's called qualified immunity, which shields police from being sued for misconduct. Republican Congressman Jeff Van Drew told Fox Business. Police officers get hurt. They get killed. Uh, they lose their lives protecting us. And this is no way to treat them. A police officer was shot in the head in Cobb County, Georgia, last night after chasing a carjacking suspect who was shot dead by other officers. America's listening to Fox News. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently. And other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No. Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. For the first time in weeks, there will be a White House coronavirus task force briefing. Over 39,000 COVID-19 cases were reported in the U.S. on Thursday. That is the highest single-day count of the entire pandemic. Fox's Todd Pyro, the director of the CDC, says he thinks it's possible that for every one case confirmed, there may be 10 more. Texas, like other states, has put reopenings on hold, and something that happened in suburban Dallas underscores just how infectious this virus is. Ron Barbosa says seven of his family members who attended a surprise birthday party for his daughter-in-law late last month contracted COVID-19. That number quickly jumped to 18 following the indoor get-together attended by 25 people. Barbosa says he didn't go to the party out of an abundance of caution. Barbosa says his nephew may have triggered the family outbreak. He was at the party but didn't know at the time he was infected, assuming his slight cough was a symptom of his construction job. Both of Barbosa's elderly parents are now in the hospital with his father on life support. Tom Rigotti. Fox News. Things are changing a bit, all the racial protests. You might recall Aunt Jemima being pulled from store shelves. Disney's making over Splash Mountain to get rid of the Song of the South theme. And there's also this. The Dixie Chicks have done away with Dixie. The band is now officially named The Chicks. You don't like the sound of the 
The band's name change comes a week after Lady Antebellum changed their name to Lady A. And public discourse began over the appropriateness of the Civil War era Dixie as part of their moniker. The band has often been referred to as the Chicks by fans. The country pop trio said in a one-sentence statement on the band's website, we want to meet this moment, alluding to the change. The move coincided with the Chicks' latest single, March March. The band's first album in 14 years, Gaslighter, comes out July 17th. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Consumer spending up a sharp 8.2% in May, but on Wall Street, Dow futures are down. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Good morning, I'm Rob Kirkpatrick on Acadiana's Morning News. High today, 86 degrees. And remember, if you already have breathing trouble, that Saharan dust has arrived. Look for vivid sunrises, vivid sunsets. But if you are already at risk with breathing troubles, make sure to wear a mask outside. The trend of higher COVID-19 case counts and increased hospitalizations continues with 938 new positive tests reported. Also 22 additional hospitalizations across the state. You can find the latest numbers at kpel965.com right now and every day at noon. New superintendent of schools, Cade Brumley, unveils the guidelines schools will be operating under as students return in August. Matt Doyle has the story. Brumley says face coverings for everyone in grade three and above will be mandatory as long as they're on school grounds. Individual school systems will, you know, be responsible for enforcing that. And in phase one and two, we're asking that we refrain from contact and high-risk sports. But in phase three, contact and high-risk sports are allowable within defined groups. He adds students will be temperature checked every day upon entry and anyone found to be running a fever will be immediately quarantined. I'm Matt Doyle. COVID-19 is impacting summer travel. The AAA travel forecast shows Americans will take 700 trips. That's down nearly 15% compared to last July through September. Driving sees the smallest decrease in travel volume down 3.6% over the year. AAA spokesman Don Redmond says the other transportation methods are also taking a much worse hit. We're expecting a difference of almost 77% fewer people flying this summer than the previous year. And even harder hit are the cruises. So cruise ships, rail, and bus travel down by 86% year over year. Regionally, 98% of travelers are choosing to drive, and Redmond adds... They're choosing closer locations to go. A lot of AAA members in Louisiana are eyeing Tennessee and Arkansas, some of the favorite destinations. Look at state parks. While summer gas prices haven't been this low since 2016, Redmond says it's not enough to spur travel right now. It's the stated economy that determines how people drive more so than price of fuel. However, on this year is very unique because it's not only the economy, but it's also health concerns that's keeping people off the roads. Redmond says last time the AAA travel forecast showed a dip 2009 following the 2008 recession. Lafayette police say the FBI is now involved and they sought the opinion of the DA's office in the stabbing investigation of Holden White this week. The FBI is also assisting in the investigation as family members of White are calling for hate crime charges to be filed against the suspect, Chance Seneca. They say White was targeted for being gay. The Lafayette Police Department says they don't have the evidence to prove a hate crime was committed at this time. Seneca was arrested for attempted second-degree murder as White is listed in critical condition. State workers will not be getting their scheduled pay increases if the budget remains in its current form. 
Senate Finance Committee members agreed to pause the raises and reconsider them later this year, citing concern over the optics of giving state workers a pay raise while so many private sector employees have lost their jobs. A resolution by Baton Rouge Senator Cleo Fields to establish a task force to study policing policy, well, it gained final passage. It removed previous language about George Floyd and racial profiling by police. Luke Bryan at the Cajun Dome will not happen. The singer released the newly scheduled dates for his Proud to Be Here tour, and Lafayette is off the list. The Cajun Dome says refunds will be handled the same way as refunds for rescheduled shows. You can contact the Cajun Dome at 265-2100 or at CajunDome.com. A Lafayette man faces up to 10 years in prison after pleading guilty to possession of a firearm by a felon. In December 2018, Lafayette police officers were dispatched to a vehicle burglary in progress. Officers located the burglary suspect, Patrick Como, in a separate vehicle at a Lafayette apartment complex. When Como tried to get away, he crashed into an officer's unit. Saints safety Malcolm Jenkins said on CNN yesterday that football is a non-essential business and the coronavirus risk would have to be eliminated for him to feel comfortable playing this season. Jenkins says he also doesn't want to put his parents at risks of getting sick if they come to see him play. Louisiana's first harvested batch of industrial hemp gets the green light to move forward with processing. Here's Kevin Barnhart. And Commissioner Mike Strain says it's a great day for Louisiana agriculture. Very excited that the first crop of hemp has been harvested under the law within two weeks of harvest. We have to do a THC level, and it was below the maximum legal limit. Across the country, there has been widespread crop failure because of excessive amounts of THC. Strain says next, the hemp will be dried, and a processing facility will extract CBD products. And then that will be made available for sale either here in Louisiana or anywhere else in America. I'm Kevin Barnhart. And finally, Shreveport Republican Alan Sebaugh is once again pushing his petition to end Louisiana's state of emergency because of COVID-19. Sebaugh needs the support of 53 more lawmakers in the House and says that mitigation restrictions have been extended too long. It's affecting churches, it's affecting businesses, and quite frankly, it's gone on long enough. Y'all all know about my petition. If you haven't signed, I've got some at my desk. We're relatively close to having 53. While it is unclear if Sebaugh has enough backing, Rose Pine Republican Charles Owen is among those showing support for the measure, and he believes lawmakers need more input on the decision-making of advancing the state in reopening. If the governor is going to keep going forward, he can go forward much better if he will include us in these decisions and we will be involved in it and we will know about it ahead of time. Louisiana has seen over 53,000 COVID-19 cases and 3,000 fatalities. Baton Rouge Democrat Denise Marcel opposes the movement, saying it's just not a good idea. Yes, all of us want our businesses to prosper. Do we want people to die, though, at the hands of COVID? Do we want to risk people's lives? Marcel applauds the governor's decision-making and feels sacrificing human life is not worth it for a quicker economic recovery. I want to thank the governor for taking small steps to protect all of us, each and every one of us in this room and our families. I value them more than I do keeping a business open. Now a check of your forecast with Daniel Phillips in the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab. These Having a tough time getting these clouds to clear out. And it does look like these clouds probably going to be sticking around through the majority of the day today. From time to time, going to be producing a shower or two. We'll keep those rain chances going at about a 30% uh, chance on the day today. 
as we go into tomorrow. We'll see a few more showers. We'll go at about 50% for the rest of the weekend. Highs are going to be getting into the upper 80s. We'll set at about 88 degrees by the end of the day today. We've got uh, some of that African dust in the area as well. So it is going to be a little bit on the hazy side. Even when the clouds do break, it's not going to look too sunny out there. Again, staying very hazy with all of that dust. Lows tonight drop down into the mid-70s. We're warming up through the rest of the weekend. By the time we get to Monday, we'll start to see the weather pattern shifting back into a more normal pattern for this time of year. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on Newstalk 96.5 KPL. Right now, 78 degrees here at the KPL Studios. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. We do have a fender bender in the 100 block of Meadow Farm Road. That's 100 block of Meadow Farm Road. Please make sure that you're buckling up and that you're keeping it safe out there today, please. Welcome back to Acadiana's Morning News. It is 8.13 now at News Talk 96.5. KPL joining us on the phone right now. Just so interesting because um, this is an aspect of COVID-19 we don't talk about enough. And I think a lot of people don't even think about um, is what about folks who are at these nursing homes or long-term care facilities and they mm-hmm. don't have the virus. It has led to a lot of isolation issues. Oh, yeah. And um, I know families have had a hard time and, especially when you start to deal in Alzheimer's or dementia, that can just, you know, be exponentially worse. Uh, Chris Schneider, uh, he is with the Alzheimer's Foundation of America. And Chris, you know, this is something that you guys are really trying to get the word out because we are often in situations currently where you can't visit a relative or a loved one in person. So there are other things you, you could be doing, but really fighting that isolation is is a big part of you know keeping keeping these folks healthy. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? And you're absolutely right. We want people to know that you know one of the hardest parts of COVID nineteen uh, really has been that isolation and not having people be able to visit their loved ones in nursing homes. In some cases, for months and months at a time. Mm-hmm. And obviously, that's really hard. People want to stay connected. People want to make sure their loved ones are okay. And we want to let people know that there are ways to do it. So what are some of those ways? I know in my own family, um, I I do have a a relative who suffers from dementia. And this has been a really hard time because, you know, we've had to go long periods of time without seeing her. And then even when we we have in the, you know, the last few weeks, everyone has to be outside. So that's even more confusing, you know, and um, Mm -hmm. what, what are some things that we can do to help? Well, technology can really be a friend here. If you're not able to go visit a loved one in a care facility, you can stay connected with things like Zoom, Skype, or FaceTime. Many nursing homes are working with families to facilitate this because they want to make sure that you're able to stay in touch with your loved one as well. So that's really a a critical component and something that can be a friend here. Uh, The other thing you can do is send care packages, things like favorite snacks, trinkets, um, activities, things that would mean something to your loved one that can let them know that you're thinking about them, but also it can help with their mood. It can help decrease stress. It can reduce anxiety. You know, just check with the care setting first to make sure that there's nothing that's prohibited. Yeah. And another thing you can do is have a dialogue through photographs. A lot of care settings are working with families on this as well. And they'll set up little themes like, you know, funny hat day or, or crazy shirt. <laughs> and you take a picture of yourself doing that, send it to your loved one. They send 
uh, a photo of themselves back to you, sort of doing the same thing. And you can have a dialogue that way through photographs. And, and again, if, if none of that is, is working for you, you know, good old-fashioned letter writing can work, mm-hmm. emails, phone calls, but anything you can do to stay in touch. Obviously, nothing replaces that face-to-face contact and being able to hug or hold or, or kiss your loved one. But we do want to make sure that there are ways that people can stay connected so, until until we get past this. What about the fear um, from families? Because, you know, there are, when this thing first started, I mean, there were a lot of families that their gut instinct was to get their loved one out of these facilities, you know, to bring them home to, you know, watch after them themselves because you were seeing an uptick in, and we're still seeing it. I mean, it's still happening. Um, but how does a family deal with that? And obviously you have to try not to, you know, freak out the person, the patient, because you don't want them to be more scared than they probably are. Certainly. I think the best thing to do is speak to the care setting and, uh, and get, updates on how your loved one is doing, make sure they're safe, but also ask them about the protocols that they're taking to curb infections and protect health. Each facility is required to have plans in place, so it's important, and and they're very happy to share it with you if you ask them. The other thing we would suggest as well is talk to the care setting about how they plan to provide or what the contingency plan to provide personal services to the individual that that they themselves may need. So something like physical or occupational therapy, if they need personal care services, like getting their fingernails or toenails cut, obviously you can't go four months without doing that. Um, And also, are they bringing in activity programming? A lot of activity programming, such as art or music or dance or crafts, a lot of those things can be done virtually. Uh, AFA is actually doing that through our Facebook page. We have a virtual program every day. We're doing art, music, dance, virtual tours, craft projects. It can all be viewed on our Facebook page. And again, they're every day. They're free. We've done probably about 130 so far since we started working remotely. And and those are all things that you can access as well from the comfort and safety of your own home. And the other thing I would say as well is if people have questions, if people have concerns, and maybe they don't know what to do, you can call our helpline. We have a helpline that's open seven days a week. It's staffed entirely by licensed social workers. You can connect by calling 866-232-8484. Or if you'd prefer to web chat, you can web chat through our website, which is alzfdn.org. And there's a blue and white chat icon in the lower right-hand corner. You click that and you can start live chatting with a social worker. And that feature is actually available in 90 different languages. Wow. Well, you know, it's great information, um, as always, and we appreciate you you guys reaching out. I, I got this release yesterday from the Alzheimer's Foundation of America that really hit on these topics. And I know there are a lot of people who are dealing with this locally and um, just, just great resources, as always. Uh, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me on. Stay safe, guys. All right. It's 819 now at News Talk 96.5 KPL. That's the side that you don't think yeah. about because, you know, in these nursing homes, guess where the focus has been? Getting these people well who yeah. are infected. You yes. Know? Anyway, that all right. A super tough situation without a pandemic. That is the truth. That is the truth. All right. It's 819 now at News Talk 96.5 KPL. Quick break here. Then we're back. Next. Celebrating 20 years of enlightening Acadiana. Moon Griffon. Next on News Talk 96.5 KPL. It is coming up now on 824. Had a great conversation 
With Lafayette City Councilwoman Liz Webb Abair yesterday on Up Close, you can join us for conversation. You get to weigh in on all the issues. Two to four this afternoon, Phil Kirpin with American Commitment. He's going to join us today. We're going to talk the current state of affairs in our country. And Phil Kirpin, he never holds back. That's going to be a great discussion. We want you in on it this afternoon. Then State Senator Fred Mills. What have we really accomplished in this special session? We're going to kind of get into all of that a little bit later on in the three o'clock hour. And then we want you to weigh in on that, too. But right now, the conversation with Liz Webb Bear. We appreciate the chance to to catch up with you and, you know, talk about everything taxpayers wonder about all the time, things that they ask us about. You know, one of the things that I think you've done an excellent job of is being able to update people on road projects um, within your district and even, okay, so you move, but your district changed a little bit and that's still at the forefront uh, for you. Is that because you get an awful lot of feedback from people? Do they call and ask you questions constantly about road work? Yeah, absolutely. But that's what I want. That's why I ran was to be a resource someone can call, whether I'm in their district or not, and they know who to contact, you know? So uh, so that's why I do it. So what do you think for you right now? I was talking in the last hour with uh, Dr. Holly Bofi with the Board of Elementary and Secondary Education, talking about the Louisiana Department of Education. They came out with their guidance. And I mean, obviously, there are some parts of the guidance for starting school again in the fall that are mandates. And it, you know, a lot of it has to do with, okay, so we can, if we're in phase two, we can only have 50% occupancy. Now, hopefully, by the fall, or what we, you know, Mm -hmm. term back to school, Uh, Hopefully we'd be in phase three, but either way, we're definitely going to face some challenges and our roadways, my goodness, are going to be super congested because they're not going to be able to fill Mm -hmm. the buses up. Thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, I think we're all kind of uh, learning as we go. This is not something that in any community is used to dealing with and we don't have a crystal ball to know what the future looks like. So, uh, you know, we've, I use the example of hurricanes as we all know how to handle a hurricane. We've had plenty of practice. We know what to do, not to do, best practices. But for something like this, we're all just from the, the federal to the local level trying to figure out what the best thing is to do. Uh, I just, like you said, telling everybody to be careful and be patient. We're all going through the same struggle. Yeah, and, and we are. Now, if someone has lost their job or if a business, mm-hmm. a small business, has been impacted by everything that is going on. We know there's been a lot of federal money. So much of that got promised to different areas. But there were a lot of people also with businesses. They just didn't qualify. So are there things, relief that might be out there for them? Absolutely. So if if people recall, the city and parish council just allocated $850,000 to support local businesses in the Lafayette Business Recovery Program. But in addition to that, Lafayette Economic Development Authority generously donated additional monies into that pot for qualifying businesses or, um, you know, independent contractors, musicians, artists, barbers, barbers, hairstylists, you name it. So they're encouraging everyone to apply, even if you don't think you qualify, if you're a business owner or work for yourself, please, please, please contact Lafayette Economic Development Authority. 
And you can either call by calling 311, option two, or call 337-769-4090, Monday through Friday, 10 to two. And uh, mm -hmm. if you're calling after hours, leave a message. But please, even again, even if you don't think you qualify, please apply. Yeah. They will help you find resources. Councilwoman Liz Webb-Abear is joining us on Up Close this afternoon. I can only about imagine the desperation that must be going on for some of these business owners because you just, nobody knows even what tomorrow brings. You know, everything was looking good, mm -hmm. then cases are bumping back up again. And a lot of people are just wanting to be free to do what they need to do to keep their businesses. Absolutely. You know, and I think this is, Lafayette has always been a generous community, want to support local mm. and shop local. And I think now more than ever is it important for us to, whether it's buy a gift card from a restaurant now or support a local artist or whatever we can do as neighbors to help each other out. Because like you said, everything is changing. And just when we think we see things getting back to normal, uh, it changes again. So just being patient Wear your mask, wash your hands, practice social distancing, just, just follow the rules so that way we can get back to normal sooner. Yeah, that's exactly it. Boy, the mask thing has gotten such craziness surrounding it. It's a very hot button issue. But, you know, we talked to Dr. Tina Stefanski earlier this week and she just said, look, you know, it there, you know, your nose, your mouth, all that stuff, stuff comes out of there. You know, yes, there was some, you know, they went back and forth in the beginning, you know, but her thing is, is look, as of this week, you know, what they are telling people is the same they were saying last week, which is you might have something and feel great, not even know it. Don't spread your germs. Mm -hmm. Just wear the mask. Yeah, you know, it's, I think it's something simple that each one of us can do. Of course, we're not used to doing it, so you may forget and and so I think some of the shaming we're seeing out there is, is unnecessary as well, because you don't know if someone just forgot a mask at home this one time and they're running in somewhere real quick. So I think just all of us working together and being respectful of each other and the social distancing spacing can go a long way in that too. Oh, I definitely think um, with, without a doubt that certainly can. And look, I mean, everybody can still have their opinion and, and not do it. Of and course. that's okay too, you know? Absolutely. I just don't want to. Um, I, I just don't want to spread my germs to anybody. But I have to tell you, I don't really go anywhere. So um, well, I'm one of those that, people. That's sure too. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, my my parents are high risk because of their age, and so they're just choosing to stay, remain home, and stay away. And uh, so, you know, that's that's certainly option too. Is that if you're scared, don't don't go around other people don't go to restaurants stay home and, and take care of yourself as well the response to covid19 for you as a council person describe that considering what your life might have been like maybe even a year ago i mean it must be so dramatically different or is it, it it's it's you know uh it's definitely different in that we we're all trying to figure out what's going to happen next without having our crystal balls handy uh, people are looking to local, to state, to federal to find out what to do, how to maneuver this. Um, none of us, when we got sworn in in January, 
anticipated this national pandemic coming a part of our first three months of office. But uh, I think we're all just kind of taking it in stride. It, um, I already work from home, so and we, my husband and I don't have kids, so we don't have kids at home. <laughs> uh, so, you know, as far as our day-to-day, I don't know how much it's changed, but I'm definitely the social creature ready to get out and eat out at restaurants and and see friends, you know, but for now, we're just staying closer to home. Us too, for the most part, but I have to tell you, I don't know how I've managed to do it, okay? Um, I have, I think I might be the only one. I did manage <laughs> to continue to lose weight during this entire process. Yes. Congratulations. But, and you'll be proud on this part too. We did, and we still do as often as possible, there's so many great options out there that are good for you. Options from your favorite places. We try. Trust me. I um, I can cook now, which is a massive achievement for me in 2020. I think it's the only thing in 2020 that's been good. But why not have some of our delicious food and have them deliver it right to your house? Absolutely. You know, any final words for us of encouragement just to kind of keep people going? Because there's still so much that's up in the air. You know, I think this is a, a way for us to call, especially my friends with kids who are maybe involved in every sport out there, <laughs> every club out there, is I think it's been really interesting to hear from them of taking a step back and reevaluating what we really want to be spending our time doing and and what meetings could essentially have been a phone call or an email. So we're all learning that pretty quickly. So it's going to be exciting to see on the other side of this, how business change and how we operate on a day-to-day is going to change. So, uh, so I think it's going to be interesting. So just uh, everyone just be kind to each other and stay safe. Wash your hands. Yeah, as much as possible. All right, Councilwoman. As much as possible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Councilwoman Liz Webber. Hey, thanks for your time. Appreciate you checking in with us today. We needed it. Of course. Everyone have a wonderful day. Stay All safe. Right. Here for you in times of uncertainty. Tracking coronavirus, I'm Rob Kirkpatrick on this Town Square Media Station. Team, you can rely on even on the darkest days. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. We're working for you on air, behind the scenes every single day. We're following a potential hazmat situation on I-10 this morning. As you get out and hit the road, Bernie's got the information you need to know. Your radio home for news and information for more than 60 years. You know, it's everything I need in the morning. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Hi. It's the bottom of the hour. Now the top stories from KPL965.com. Now news making headlines around the country as cases of COVID-19 spike across more than half of the United States. A number of states are drawing back efforts to reopen their economies. The virus is hitting southern states particularly hard right now. The record daily numbers of cases reported in several states. Some places in the middle of a phased reopening are keeping businesses open with limited capacity. In other areas, businesses like bars and gyms that were set to reopen will now have to wait. As of today, Texas, Louisiana, North Carolina, Nevada, Maine, Oregon, and Idaho all dialing back or putting reopenings on hold. President Trump is calling protesters who tear down statues terrorists. The president spoke at a Fox News town hall last night and responded to an audience question about protesters in Wisconsin. Two statues were torn down by protesters this week outside the Wisconsin state capitol. Trump vowed that at some point there would be retribution and said that protesters were terrorists in a sense. 
He also called for prison time for those who tear down monuments. And this morning, folks who watched that town hall say the president seemed a bit discouraged about the upcoming November election. Here's Fox News' Jill Nato. President Trump was on Fox's Hannity Thursday night for a special town hall fielding questions about mail-in voting, riots, and attacking Democrats for, in his words, destroying our country. But he also sounded a bit pessimistic about the election, complaining about presumptive Democratic nominee Joe Biden. The man can't speak, and he's going to be your president because some people... Don't love me, maybe. Meanwhile, Biden blasted the president's response to the pandemic Thursday to a Pennsylvania crowd. It's like a child who can't believe this has happened to him. The latest Fox News poll has Biden up over the president by double digits. Jill Nato, Fox News. And Jill Nato also reporting this morning on the future of Obamacare and what that could look like. The Trump administration's asking the Supreme Court to overturn the Affordable Care Act. In a late-night filing, the Justice Department argues Obamacare became unconstitutional after Congress passed legislation that eliminated fines for not having health insurance. But the push comes during the pandemic, when as many as 27 million people are estimated to have lost job-based health insurance due to layoffs. Former Vice President Joe Biden on a campaign swing in Pennsylvania telling a crowd Thursday. We should be thinking about health care, not as a privilege, but as a basic right. No word yet on when the high court may take up the case. In Washington, Jill Nato, Fox News. The House is set to vote today on a bill making Washington, D.C. an actual state. During a Capitol briefing yesterday, Majority Leader Steny Hoyer argued that D.C. statehood should not even be a question. The district has no voting representation in Congress. Hoyer said the rights of Americans who live in the nation's capital are being violated every day. More than 700,000 people live in Washington, D.C. The statehood bill has virtually no chance of being approved by the Republican-led Senate, as everything is on hold right now over there. A government watchdog group says the CDC hurt efforts to track coronavirus infections, making it harder for the nation to safely reopen. The Government Accountability Office criticized the agency for incomplete and inconsistent data, a delay in response to the virus, and also shortages in testing supplies and protective equipment. More than 122,000 Americans have died from COVID-19 complications. Another country music group changing its name to remove a controversial slavery-era reference, the Dixie Chicks. They have changed their name to The Chicks on social media and their website, the Texas band has not issued a statement on the change, but to feature a quote on their website saying they wanted to, quote, meet this moment. Lady Antebellum recently renamed themselves to Lady A this month for the same reason. Costco's free samples are back, but in a whole new way. It's the age of coronavirus, and they're now packaged and kept behind plexiglass shields. At least 30 stores have them so far. The retail giant stopped serving samples in March to avoid spreading coronavirus. Now a check of your forecasts, including what the Saharan dust means for you. Mostly cloudy skies across Acadiana today. And when you don't have the cloud cover, it's going to be a little bit on the hazy side. All that African dust we've been talking about worked its way into the area. And we'll be seeing it stick around with us through the day today. 30% on your rain chances. We're going to take those highs up to around 88 degrees. With your lows tonight down in the mid-70s. Winds coming from the south at about 10 miles an hour. Pretty similar looking forecast headed into tomorrow and Sunday. Both days are going to have a 50% chance for showers throughout the course of the weekend. Back to a more normal summer pattern next week.
From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. 78 degrees here at KPL Weather, brought to you by the Positive Coaching Alliance. If you have questions about youth or high school sports, Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit organization, develops better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. Find out more at positivecoach.org. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. We have a fender bender to report to you northwest of Angelin Thruway at Martin Luther King Jr. Drive. That's northwest of Angelin Thruway at Martin Luther King Drive. A brand new one also at northwest of Angelin Thruway at Willow. That's northwest of Angelin Thruway at Willow. Make sure you're buckling up out there. Traffic brought to you by the Food and Drug Administration. The FDA recommends a sunscreen with a 15 or higher SPF. And look for broad spectrum on that label. Having both means healthy fun in the sun. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Throughout this whole process, we have wanted to talk about the great things going on in our community. Miles Pride Cancer Services is one of those that you know has been in operation for so long, raising money for you know everything. And, and you know, Sherry, I think that's one of the great things about the organization. Uh, by the way, Sherry Hernandez joins us on the phone. Sherry, I just I feel like you know a lot of times money is raised for research specifically. Um, and that is an important part of it, but we often have to think about the the struggles that folks battling cancer have day to day, transportation to appointments, just sometimes someone to just guide them through the process, and that's that's what Miles Pride Cancer Services does. I want to talk a little bit about that first, and then talk about a great event you guys have coming up. So so tell us what you do and where fundraising and dollars go to to help in this community. So we are a nonprofit organization that provides programs and services to local families that have been diagnosed with cancer. Um, and that covers everything um, from transportation assistance, as you mentioned, to and from appointments, um, prescription assistance, medical supplies, nutritional supplements, um, really anything that someone would need after a cancer diagnosis. We're really there to fill in the gaps and help them along their journey. Um, And all of the services and programs that we provide are always free of charge. So no cost to the patient. Um, We just want to be there to help them along their journey in the best way possible. All right. So let's talk about the triathlon. It is coming up. You know, it's there are so many different things that we can't do or we don't know when we're going to be able to do them again. But this is one of those things where, where people can really spread out and you can keep people safe. Uh, Give us the details on on the event that's coming up. So all of our fundraising um, for our services come directly from the community. And most of those come from um, events that we have, including our annual triathlon. So this is what's known as a mini tri. Um, It's a 200-yard swim, eight-mile bike, and two-mile run. So it's really perfect for anyone, whether they're an experienced athlete or just you know, kind of dabbling in something new, just looking for something different. Um, this year, the try is scheduled for Saturday, August 15th. Um, it takes place at Boone 
usual hall. So we use the pool there and then the run and bike is down um, Cajun Dome Boulevard. So all in a, you know, close to campus, close area in the center of town. And all the proceeds from the event um, benefit Miles Perrette. So um, we have about 350 spots available. So um, we recommend early registration, but it's just, you know, a fun event every year. It's good for everyone to, to come out and kind of, you know, get some get some exercise and then while supporting a great cause. And that's what we all need right now is something good to do to distract us from all the craziness in the world. And this is the perfect opportunity. Where can people go to find out more information and, and sign up and everything like that? So they can visit our website at milesparet.org and um, they can sign up there, get more information. And also one of the neat things this year, you know, there probably were going to be a few individuals who were not comfortable um, still getting in a large group. So we're offering a virtual duathlon this year as well, um, which is, um, you know, a, a one-mile run, eight-mile bike, and two-mile run. And so individuals can actually participate on their own in their own time, August 13th to 15th, and then submit their time to us. So we have options for um, everyone, and all that information can be found on our website. Pretty cool. Sherry Hernandez from Hallsburg Cancer Services. Thanks so much for what you do. We appreciate it, and we'll send people over to your website to sign up. Good luck. Thank you. The Rush Morning Update is brought to you by Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Book your next traveling party at LuxuryLimoOfLafayette.net. Today, my friends, a tale of two cities. In New York City, four hotels with over a 1,000 rooms were set up for coronavirus patients. But there are only 21 occupants at these hotels. Social service advocates are furious, according to the New York Post. They think the hotel room should be open to homeless people because the homeless, some of whom are infected, are living in the subways or forced into nursing homes. Activists call the situation morally disgusting. Now, meanwhile, out on the left coast, advocates are losing patience with L.A.'s handling of the homeless. The Los Angeles Times reports that homeless advocates and homeless people showed up at a swanky hotel. They asked to see some rooms, and once they gained access, they refused to leave until law enforcement made arrests. So the advocates are now demanding the city government simply seize the hotels and commandeer the rooms to house the massive homeless population on L.A. Skid Row. Legal experts say this is doable, but it might be too time-consuming to satisfy these advocates. The process of seizing private property like hotels, it could take months. That's unacceptable. So there you have it. Homeless advocates on both liberal coasts are ticked off. They say the homeless are getting the short end of the stick. Now, who runs these places? Yep, it's liberal Democrats. If this doesn't make sense to you, that's why. CBD getting a lot of attention these days. Level Select CBD is a brand to watch from Cadenwood, the trusted leader in CBD. Their sports creams and roll-ons are great for pro athletes, amateurs, anybody trying to keep active. No matter what activity you engage in, you could use the relief Level Select CBD provides. Retired athletes like Steve Garvey and Carson Palmer use it every day. And now, PGA Tour champion Ricky Fowler has made Level Select CBD his brand of choice, too. They use it because it works, folks. Independently tested, 0% THC made in the USA. Go to levelselectcbd.com, use the promo code CBD25 
for 25% off any of their full line of CBD products. That's LevelSelectCBD.com, promo code CBD25, or dial pound 250 on your cell phone. Say Level Select, and this offer will be sent right to your phone. You will have the option to receive a one-time auto-dial text message from Level 7. It's my understanding that that's something that's certainly being talked about. I mean, look, we don't even know that there's going to be football in the fall. Uh, It could be that the number of cases uh, rise and there's no fans in the stands. It could be that the number of cases dwindle and, you know, everybody will be welcome with no social distancing or anything like that at the, at the Superdome. We don't know. I applaud the Saints. I applaud the NFL. I applaud Major League Baseball and the NBA and, you know, and, and all of those entities for being a little bit proactive. I mean, you know, they're talking about stuff that, uh, you know, in case, and uh, you know that's good to see. But uh, you know, if it happens, it's it's certainly not the worst thing in the world because you know we were hearing, you know, back in uh, certainly in March and, and even in April that if the NFL played, that there wasn't going to be anybody in the stands. And you know, we heard yeah, about. Yeah. You know, the network's piping in crowd noise and all that good stuff, at least in this situation. No, you know, you're, you, you got to be eight rows from the field, but, you know, that, that we, we've heard of worse things. So if that happens, uh, I'd be fairly happy. As a matter of fact, I would consider that one of the, one of the more positive things that could happen. So uh, if the genie would come out of the bottle and give yep. me my choice, I'd sign off on that right now. Well, you know, it's like in yesterday, um, because there's always something that comes at the 11th hour that you weren't even thinking about, okay? And that is the fact that Malcolm Jenkins gives an interview yesterday, and he says, um, he says he doesn't know if he feels comfortable playing if it's not completely safe. And in, after the interview, I mean, I watched it this morning. I'm thinking, okay, well, what does that mean? Does that mean a vaccine? Does that mean there are no cases? What does that mean? And what does the Saints do? I mean, what can they contractually do to say we're making it as safe as possible? Well, I think it's going to be different by the different sports. I know in the NBA, and there's a number of players who have said that, you know, uh, they don't, they're not going to play when, when it reopens. I do think that's different, though, because if you notice that the players that have elected not to come back to the NBA, yeah. a lot of those guys, most of them are teams that are not going to be in the playoffs. To start uh, with, so it's yeah. a little bit easier to do than teams that are going to be in the playoffs. And, of course, the NBA is different because – they're going to start this tournament in Orlando, Florida. Scheduled to start the tournament at the end of uh, at the end of July. And you know what is one of the worst states right now in terms of you know positive coronavirus cases skyrocketing every day. It's the state of Florida. So I, I get that. But you know, Major League Baseball just signed off on a new uh, you know health agreement thing between the Players Association and Major League Baseball. I'm sure that the that the NFL has the uh, has the same thing. But, um, you know, that's a question that I can't answer because I think it's fine print in the, in the, uh, in the, uh, in the contract between the Players Association and the respective sports. But, no, it is something that is, uh, it is something that's very, very real. I think there's a lot of fans out there 
that are saying, well, you know, the players just don't want to play. Well, understand that if they don't want to play, they're not getting paid at the same time. And, yeah. you know, you, you're talking a lot of money per game. So you, know, you got to leave it up to the players. But it's something that's that's very, very real, unfortunately. All right, we have about a minute left. But I want to ask, uh, yesterday the ULF yet made the announcement. It extended a contract with uh, the athletic director, Dr. Brian Maggard. Uh, your thoughts on that? How have things been? And are we going in the right direction? under his leadership i think so rob i think he's done a tremendous job you know he came in in 2017 and was thrown kind of right into the fire three months after he was hired he had the situation developed with former head softball coach michael lotif and he was suspended and then you know relieved of his duties and he had to hire a, a new softball coach with which he did a great job with jerry glasgow he also hired billy napier uh, who, of course, is the football coach, uh, of course, last year, hired Matt, Matt Deggs after the tragic death of, of Tony Robichaux as the baseball coach and Lance Key as a soccer guy. But he's also implemented a lot of great things for, for the university, including the fan-friendly concession prices for all the athletic events, which I know fans are very fond of. So he's done a great job, and I, could, uh, I expect uh, for him to continue bigger and better things for the Cajuns in the future. All right, ESPN 1420's Steve Peliquin, thanks for your time. It's been your pleasure. I'm Brandon Como, and you're locked into KPL. Get my take on the day's biggest stories alongside Shannon Wilkerson. Offsides, weekdays at 4 on News Talk 96.5 KPL. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them blue. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue and clouds of white, the bright blessed day, the dark sacred night. To myself, what a wonderful world. The colors of the rainbow, so pretty in the sky, are also on the faces of people going by. I see friends shaking hands. to know. Attorney General. He lied to Congress. Chicken bar should have shown up today. He slandered this man. Circus political stunt. KPEL FM. Brobridge Lafayette.
your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Right now, 80 degrees here at the Cape Hill Studios. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. Lafayette Police say the FBI is involved and they have sought the opinion of the DA's office. It's all connected to a stabbing incident of Holden White this week. The FBI is also assisting in the investigation as many family members of White are calling for hate crime charges to be filed against the suspect, Chance Seneca. Now, they say White was targeted for being gay. Governor Edwards officially signed an executive order extending phase two for another 28 days and orders groups of no more than 250 for indoor gatherings. This extension has drawn the ire of some House conservatives who feel that the extension will do too much damage to Louisiana's businesses. State workers will not be getting their scheduled pay raises if the budget remains in its current form. Senate Finance Committee members agreed to pause the raises and reconsider them later in the year, citing concerns over the optics of giving state workers a pay raise, while so many private sector employees have lost their jobs. Partly cloudy and hazy today, a high temperature at 86. Partly cloudy tonight, low at 76. Pretty much the same for tomorrow, but a 40% chance of showers in the forecast. News Talk 96.5, KPL. Right now, traffic. Got a fender bender to report to you. This is the area of Northwest Evangeline Thruway at Martin Luther King. That's Northwest Evangeline Thruway at Martin Luther King. Crash with injury, South City Parkway between Robley and Johnston. That's South City Parkway between Robley and Johnston Street. Our traffic updates being brought to you by Compassion International. Give hope to a family in extreme poverty. Give a $40 one-time gift. Text the word HOPE to 833-93. That's the word HOPE to 833 